Recording is in progress. All right, there will be bourbon. Dent McGee's back. What's going on, brother? What's up, bro? Uh, well, there's another day in the shit. And it's funny because I went back, like I said, almost two years ago to when we did this the first time. And man, has some shit changed. It has. Um, <laughs> the world is getting fucking wild, bro. The world is definitely different. So before we try and decipher why and how, um, of course, as always, I am fueled by America's native spirit. So tonight it's a little California Redwood Empire. It's from out here. It's a blend of a few different aged between four and 12 years barrels. They aged out here in the, uh, the old Pacific Northwest. Um, what's cool about it, this one's called the Pipe Dream. Now, I have like one of these cameras that's probably not going to zoom in on demand. But anyway, it's called Pipe Dream. It's named after the 13th tallest tree in the Patriarch, Patriarch Forest in Humboldt County, Redwoods. Surprised they haven't changed that name. Sounds offensive. Uh, it's a 367-foot tree. It's pretty fucking cool. You ever been, have you ever seen the Redwoods? Dude, the furthest west I've ever been was like St. Louis. And St. <laughs> Louis sucked. St. <laughs> Louis is miserable. Poor town. Anyway, so yeah, here we go. Uh, this is all over now. And, and the other cool thing they do is it's a very California, like hippie thing they do. Um, so every for every bottle sold, they plant a tree and they're on they're up over 510,000 trees right now. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I think it's cool. Like California does do some cool shit from time to time. Well, the people do, not the state. Not the government itself. The people of California do some cool shit. The people of California are probably some of the greatest on the planet. Your government really absolutely fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's I'm one so word for it. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing I'm going to do. Um, so a guy on the Twitters who may or may not have a biblical name sent me something. Um, it's aged with some those wood little aging coils. And the first time I tried it a few months ago, I thought it tasted like the dirt clay, not clay Martin, not clay mond. <laughs> so we're going to see how it tastes now real quick. And then, uh, All right. I mean, it smells great. Nope. Still tastes like modeling clay. Like actually Play-Doh. It tastes like Play-Doh. That's what it tastes like. I mean, you could always copy the comics with it. <laughs> yeah like you know what this is this is like if if you as a kid were just eating play-doh because i did that shit i'm not gonna lie don't, and if you did don't act like you didn't try and taste what some of it tastes like but that's exactly what it tastes like so my biblical man out there um with the regular stuff you're onto something this you should probably just use it to power your car because we're gonna need fuel probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. all right let's <laughs> All right, man. So a lot to discuss. Uh, do you have any time constraints? Are you going to work? You're probably not going to work. because You're not drinking coffee this time. So that's good. No, I don't have to go to work for like another two days. So I'm good for the next 2.9 hours at least. Okay, shit. That, that'll work. Um, all right. Going back. So for those who haven't seen that, that episode, um, your profile, at least with the Twitter world and... <laughs> I don't know about business-wise. I would assume business-wise slowly or uh, closely follows behind. But your profile has gotten significantly larger. Uh, I think at the time you had like 5,000 followers on Twitter. Now you're up to 25,000, whatever it is. Um, how's that been for you and how's that been for business? Um, it, it's So with the whole, honestly, with the whole Ukraine shit jumping off, um, it's been kind of hard for us on the business side because oh, really? 
yeah, what manufacturers are actually doing are taking entire production runs and sending them to Ukraine for fucking free. And so that leaves, that leaves like me, like we're a very small business. We, we try to be a very small business. We, And we're talking about soul attack, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that lets us be agile. So if you as Eric orders a kit, says, hey, I have to deploy in two weeks. I need this, 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 and this. All right, cool. You go to the front of the line. I will build your kit out. And you get it. What manufacturers are doing now is just shipping massive amounts of shit, like I defy you to buy combat dolls or a cat seven right now because you cannot fucking get it. And like what we've always tried to do was to be fair about our prices. We're not North American rescue and I'm not talking bad about them. I'm not talking bad about anybody else in the industry. Right. The the industry is what it is. Um, But we've always tried to be very, very fair on our pricing. And we don't sell anything that I have personally not used on someone. You cannot literally buy a fucking Cat 7 right now. It, it's impossible. Know, for those that don't know what that is, what is that? What is a Cat 7? So it's Combat Action Tourniquet version okay. 7. Gotcha. And you can't even get like normie combat goals. You can't get the adventure medical combat goals right now. And for us, it's, and I hate it for our customers because I mean, like we've always said that like, there's going to be a seven to 14 day lead time because when we get your order, we're going to build your kit by hand. We, we don't contract any of this shit out. Everything that you get from us is built by hand and with what they're doing right now it's putting a lot of people in a really really big bond and not just us um that's probably a conversation me me and you should have like offline (laughs) it's not just us as a as a civilian first aid supplier right it's Um, getting to that point it really is. Which is really interesting because he's talking about Ukraine, which I just saw literally before we went on, like the uh, Ukraine parliament just decided to ban the opposition party because that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's normal. Wouldn't that be yeah, like, that, you know, we're sitting here trying to pretend like this is some fight for fucking democracy and freedom around the world. It would be literally like a party in this country. Like, you know what? No, nah, we're good. We're not going to, you, you guys are no longer allowed to hang out here and, and help with the whole uh, governing process. It's well, such a fucking shit show, man. I was going to get to that, but since we're here. <laughs> let's do it. Let's fucking get into that. What the, because, you know, it started off really, like, admirable, right? You're like, oh, look, it's the little guy standing up to fucking Russia. And, and then we sent him, like, really... 300 M113s and a bunch of M77s and all this other bullshit. And now they're like, well, we need, like, a thousand more howitzers. Okay, we'll send them right over. Yeah. We took them from the Marine Corps and gave them to y'all. So it was not like the Marines needed them, anyways. <laughs> All right, that was easy. It took like almost an hour and a half to get a Marine joke last time, and we're right into it this time. Good job, man. Yeah, but like it's 
it's it's getting like so with the way the economy is and everything else and the aftermarket industry is what it is right? right um it's getting very very hard for us to it, it actually hurts me to raise prices it, it really does because i'm trying to put kit in people's hands right like I don't publish the photos of guys with our kid from Syria or fucking Afghanistan or Kazakhstan or fucking Africa. I don't do that shit. You joked about that the last time and now it's like real. Like, yes, yes. We're, we're, we're putting kid in people who matters hands. And like, I don't publish that shit because that clout and that attention, that's not why we got into this business. Exactly. Yeah. I got into this business because like I'm a medic and I wanted to put good shit in people's hands that actually fucking worked. And that seems to be the anomaly in this industry. Right. And if things keep going the way they keep going, it's going to get super fucking real, super real fast. And I'm, I'm not trying to curse a whole lot on your show. No, you can't. I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, sorry about that. No, it's fine. No, um, but I don't think people understand or even conceptualize that, right? Because what we are in, whether we like it or not, we are in a proxy war with Russia. Yeah, like that's that's essentially what it is. You, there's there's no other way you can flirt or skirt around that definition. That's a, this is what we're doing. Um, coupled with that is just the average fucking American in this country. Do you think they give a fuck? Because you and I talked a year and a half they ago. Put it, and we talked. Want, go ahead. They want to put that blue and yellow flag in their bio and feel good about <laughs> themselves and be like, I'm supporting Ukraine. Well, you know, Ukraine is accepting foreign volunteers every fucking day. If you right. feel that strongly about it. Because yeah. at some point, they're not going to need just weapons. They're going to need people to fucking use them. Yes. Like, I know people that will crowdfund your fucking plane ticket and your yeah. kit. And we can send you over there if there's that's what you really want to do. There's a very honest term that applies to us historically. It's called mission creep, right? Where you just slowly, <laughs> slowly find yourself more and more committed, right? Yes. But, but see, so that goes with it. You're, you're talking about the flag thing. I got it. You know, and I was, but so coupled with us gradually doing the stuff we're doing, the proxy war, all that shit. Meanwhile, you and I talked a year and a half ago, give or take, and you were like, gas in Louisiana is $1.50. And I'm like, yeah, it's about $2.50 to $3.25 up here. The, the gas station in front of my office is $6.69 for unleaded, just regular. Jesus there are multiple Christ. stations coming back from the San Francisco airport where all of, all of your choices are all over $7. So, so that's here. That- <laughs> So Do you that, think the average family gives a fuck about Ukraine when they got to figure out how they're going to fucking no, pay for gas and food? Which no, all, let's not even get to those prices. That's another thing. No, I mean, like you have legit rec- regular families making choices between, okay, we can fill up the truck this week or we can buy groceries this week, yeah. right? And that that's a hard fucking decision to make, man. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> I'm not... It's all a function of this administration. I hate to say that, but it, it really fucking is. I mean, there's no other one. That, there's nothing else to tie it to. I mean, we're past where we were when you and I talked the first time. Shit sucked, but 
we got through that. However, yeah. since what's the what's the what's the common denominator? The common denominator is so. Let's say you owned a mom and pop oil company in the mm-hmm. Gulf of Mexico, and you wanted a approval to modify. It's called the APM. Okay. The paperwork to do that is like six to eight months. All you want to do is sidetrack that well and get into another zone and start making more fucking oil. Because, I mean, everybody can talk all the shit they want about green energy and all this other shit, but when it comes down to, like, the nitty-gritty, everything floats on a sea of diesel fuel. United States military floats on a sea of fucking diesel fuel. Mm. Worldwide commerce floats on a sea of fucking diesel fuel. And some states have different blends for gasoline. California has carb and all that California shit. Um, Baton Rouge actually has a different blend because they're a... um, high pollution area and that all comes into play but we haven't built a new refinery in the united states since 1977 so at some point we're going to have to like be like stop being looking at the stars and be like this is great i can see all the stars and start being fucking realists and be like, all right. all right, cool. We have to have gasoline. We have to have fucking diesel fuel. We have to have this shit. This is what fuels our economy. This is what makes everything happen. Yeah. So, okay. So there, we finally, we're into it, right? And I don't want people who have never heard you the first time we talked to, to kind of, I know you and I kind of just dove right into this stuff because we have a, a rapport, but back it up just a little bit. What Are you still doing the same thing you did last time? Are you still like lead operator off of an oil offshore rig? You go do that a couple of times a month, right? And then you, you go, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. I so still I don't work. want anyone watching or listening thinking like, oh, this is just some fucking coon ass as he is just talking shit about the, like, no, you're literally the dude who's done this for 20 plus years. No, no. I've been offshore since um, 1998. Um, my dad gave me experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my dad gave me a decision. He was like, we go to the recruit, recruiting office or we, you can carry your narrow ass offshore. Right. I decided to go offshore. Right. So, Some of so, y'all decided to go into the military. Right. Um, so, yes, I've done this for quite a while. I'm 43 years old. Um, I'm responsible for about 7,000 barrels a day of production. Thirteen platforms and about 75 guys. That's a lot of, so how many people are out there on like a rig that you work on? What's the app? Like how many people are out there at one time? Uh, So if we don't have drilling, we don't have well service. Our normal POB is about 40 to 50. Um, If we get drilling, it jumps up to around 150, 160, because it takes a lot of guys for a drilling rig. Yeah. Um, What's bad now is that nobody wants to do this anymore. Right. And you were talking about that last time. So I assume I, I'm going to guess it has not gotten better. It's gotten exponentially fucking worse. So are um, we at the point where we're going to import the fucking the, the day laborers like fucking the Middle East rich countries do with the fuckers from Pakistan and shit and just take their passports? All right. So 
let's say, again, Eric's Oil Company. You yep. want to rent a drilling rig, right? Right. That's going to cost you sixty dollars to $100,000 a day just to rent it. So now you have a bunch of guys that have no idea what the fuck they're doing mm-hmm. that are going to make that last longer. So instead of having a bunch of regular guys that, frankly, I grew up with, right. that know kind of what the shit they're doing, you now have a bunch of kids that have no idea what they're doing. So now your drill time goes from, all right, cool, we're going to sidetrack this well. It's going to take us 16 days. Well, now that that gets pushed out to 25 days. So extrapolate that 60 to $100,000 a day for those extra eight to 10 days. That's a million fucking dollars, bro. Is, That's is real any, money. Is any of that related to, or does any of that correlate to the cost of fuel right now? Or are we just dealing with a totally separate set of problems? <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of both, but yeah. like, I'll keep it like super real. Nobody wants to do this shit anymore. Like right. kid. And like, I keep calling them kids because they're like 18, 19 years old oh, and they come kids. offshore yeah, and they don't want to get dirty. Right. They like, so <clears throat> if I told you, all right, cool. We have a thousand barrels now. That's real fucking money. Mm-hmm. We're going to work until we get that thousand barrels back on the line mm-hmm. because thousand barrels at $115 a barrel do math, right? A lot of these young guys don't want to do that shit anymore. They're just like, ah, I work my 12. I'm done. That's not how it works. Yeah. Go make some coffee and get a pack of cigarettes and get in my fucking hip pocket. We about to go to work. Cause we're not done. Right. You're there to do what you, and you said, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but so a barrel is roughly 13 gallons of gasoline. It's something like that. A barrel is 42 gallons because of the right. whaling industry, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah, all that bullshit. Yeah, cool story. I remember. But yeah. I love that shit. You get about 13 gallons of gasoline, about 10 to 15 gallons of diesel. Um, and it depends on the refinery. Right. It depends what they're doing because you, you can only refine. And it's well, seasonal what they're doing, whether it's... Well, Gulf Coast refineries are designed to refine heavier crudes they're designed to refine venezuelan crude saudi arabian crude yeah um heavy louisiana sweet stuff like that your west coast refineries and the hawaii the one refinery that exists in hawaii they're more light-ended Are they running though? Okay. So like literally last weekend, you know, I was down to visit my brother. We went to a baseball game in Anaheim and then we went over to the beach in Huntington, Huntington beach. And like, you see all the platforms off the coast, right. In Huntington beach. And I wanted to, cause I wrote this down cause we're trying to figure it out. Okay. The offshore rigs in Huntington beach. Like, so he's heard that, you know, they're running, but they're not, they're not really running. Uh, it was part of a potential shutdown, but the unions and all in California, so the, they get like $44 billion from this yeah. and they didn't shut them down. So do those things actually fucking do anything right now? Or is Pacific, the oil just sitting in fucking refineries after they pull it out and it's not getting processed? The Pacific OCS, 
outer continental shelf. Yep. They've not allowed a new platform to be set for about 25 to 30 years. There's so few of them that they have names like Hondo, Grace, Gale, stuff like that. There's, there's a reason one side of them is painted green and one side of them is painted blue. So they blend because Californians don't want that shit offshore. Yeah, and that's all that all goes back <laughs> to the Santa Barbara oil spill. I think yeah. it was 1967 or some shit like that. Yeah. Frankly, y'all are sitting on around 3 billion barrels of oil. Still in the ground. Still in the ground. That's proven reserves. Atlantic OCS is probably 2.5, 2.7. Gulf of Mexico, we're still sitting on tens of billions of barrels. But yes, Y'all are sitting on a shit ton of oil. It's because of the governmental regulations. And so like a while back, one of the companies was like, cool, we won't go offshore. We'll just directional drill from the land offshore and hit the spot. Innovation. The California government was like, nope, can't do that. Nope. So when was the shift? Do you know? Like I'm, and I don't, I'm not going to assume you know, but maybe you do. But so when was the shift? Because California wasn't the way California is now. Like people need to understand that California at one point was, you know, this is far yeah. west as we get. Like and these motherfuckers. Bakersfield, were, Kern River, all that shit. Yeah, you talked about Kern River before, but I mean, so you know, there's been a like I talk about this with the state of California, right? They haven't had a Republican governor since '94. Okay, so prior to that, they did some shit. Go back to San Francisco. The people who built that fucking city, like these were not weak, soft people. But, you know, here we are now and they haven't had a Republican mayor since 1967. And I will not sit here and pretend that Republicans are the answer to all the problems because they have enough, no, no. have enough issues with them as well. Right. However. I'm just saying at one point, all of this stuff was built because it was a pretty clear and obvious need for it. And there was a ton of supply. And then at some point, somewhere along the line, someone had to be. Well, I mean, what happened? The, the entire reason in Beverly Hills High School is why it is because they had like five active oil wells on campus. The clock tower at Beverly Hills High School that was to camouflage a Derrick. Yeah, because there's Derricks like right on like the parking lots in Huntington Beach. You see them yes. working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like the oil is literally everywhere in this fucking state, especially in the South. Like yeah. the southern part of the state. You could scoop it up with a fucking shovel in some parts of California. Yeah. I, <laughs> the, Why has it been so demonized? I don't get like... It, because it's, it's dirty and it's hard work. And yeah, but it's the new great. answer is everything's going to be green, bro. It's, it, it's cool. We're just going to do EVs and all of this other shit. So okay, so okay, I'm glad you said I brought that up because you know, I didn't write it down, but it, it pops in my head earlier when you were talking because, and I know we briefly mentioned Elon Musk the last time, but you know, I think it was the first time, maybe it was the second time he was on with Rogan a year or so ago. I listened to it, and I mean, he makes a valid point, right? And I get it, but I also get what you're saying, how like, hey, this is our entire economy is built off of this stuff. You don't just flip the switch and be like, yeah, we're good. No, okay. Well, I'll he ask makes you this. the argument that we. At it's this is finite. We have to at some point switch and move on to something else and find something else. And we so, don't. 
What do we do we with don't. everything that we already have? We don't. There's so much oil in the ground, it would boggle your fucking mind. So <clears throat> when Chevron set Jack St. Milo, this was their biggest project in like 10 or 15 years. <clears throat> it cost them about $8 billion to drill, set, and start producing. That one platform makes mm -hmm. over 250,000 barrels of oil a day. That's one platform. Is that a lot? That's, that's fuck you money. Because <laughs> I think we found out last time, like I think we, 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 we figured out how much the United States uses in gas a year. You know, it was several hundred. So the United States uses between 18 to 20 million barrels of oil a day for so, domestic consumption. So when um, Biden does the strategic release shit, it's just fucking, it doesn't mean it's anything. for show. Yeah, it, it it, he's doing nothing but drawing down. The SPR was put into place for war stocks. Right. right. That's yeah. legitimately the reason behind the SPR. Right. All that they are doing is drawing down the war stocks right when this shit in Ukraine is popping off. And we're not going to talk about fucking Taiwan, but. Uh, I mean, it sounds like the solution going back to what's going on with Taiwan is something you said on the last platform is how dirty and you know, the shit, the byproducts of making solar panels all maybe we just got, it's a really bad thing to say. If I say it, don't say it then, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're yeah. right. Let's not say it. <laughs> we have to keep our accounts and our channels. I'll text it to you. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so, okay. But, but that, so, okay. So the, the must thing I get, and he's on to something, right? Cause Tesla's even bigger than it was when we talked a year and a half before. Now those fuckers are everywhere. I've been on both coasts since then. I see Tesla's everywhere. I get like, there's this big federal government plan that Biden, I don't know if it was approved or not, but they're trying to put electric charging stations within no longer than 50 miles of each other. Um, I actually mentioned my buddy that had a Tesla Several weeks after that, I got to use it and I, I wrecked it. I totaled it, but I got to use it for two weeks. Yeah, I did. I totaled it. <laughs> I, have, I have the, the prestige of saying I totaled a Tesla. Very safe car. But there's a supercharger right down the street from me, right? Literally the full charge. So it, it loses about 10% overnight, just hanging out, doing whatever Teslas do when it's out in the parking lot overnight. So, okay. So you don't start with a full battery. And then to charge it, it's about on a supercharger. It's about 45 minutes. Right. So here's well, my problem. All right. Go ahead. Because I know, especially in the state of California, like they've already passed that. Hey, by 2026, 35% need to be electronic vehicles new that are sold in this state. We're currently at about 12 and a half percent. And then by 2035, they want all of them. Okay. And I know Biden wants to do the same thing nationally, but it's not like a binding thing. It's just a goal, right? Two things, Mr. Demp. I don't think people on that side of the country, like east of you, realize there's this thing called the West. And I bring that up because in December of last year, I had to drive across state lines to my daughter in Illinois and return an animal that she's not allowed to possess in this state. 
So it was by, so, so I had to drive through the West, right? In the middle of December. So I get into Wyoming and all of a sudden I 80, the fucking gates are closed on the interstate. And I'm like, what's going on? Drive up to a, 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 a trooper. And he's like, there's an accident. I'm like, well, where's the fucking accident? It's like way down there. We can't get emergency vehicles to it. There's snowdrift everywhere, blah, blah, blah. You got to turn around. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I saw the car in front of me go to turn around and just go through the gates. So I did too, right? All right. Going for like 60 miles, not a car on the road, nothing. Snow everywhere. Never saw this accident. Pull off to the next one, like deep into, into Wyoming at this point. Same situation. This time I can't do that little trick because now there's state troopers everywhere. But here was the best part. Thousands of vehicles on the side of the road. Most of them trucks. Like, long, like big rig fucking trucks, right? Nowhere near gas stations, nowhere near anything. Just thousands of vehicles, right? So I tried to do the same shit. And the, tro the trooper actually physically stopped me with his vehicle. And I had to turn around. And luckily, I, was, I had a, a full tank of gas. I was able to do like this big old end around through northern Wyoming to bypass everything and to get back on the highway into Nebraska or whatever fucking state I went through. That took three and a half hours. Bro, I didn't see a gas station for three and a half hours. I didn't have signal for two hours. So please tell me how this great noble endeavor of making all the vehicles in this country electric, how the fuck are we going to get and conquer the West for the second time in this fucking nation's history? Well, there's the, there's this thing called the winter. Yes. Like, <laughs> so simply like I drove, so we drove to Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. To go to the so show. I don't know why, but whatever. You went to Ohio voluntarily. I'm just saying. I did. I'm just fucking with you guys. <laughs> I drove to Super West Texas last year. Yeah. I did not go anywhere without at least 10 gallons of gas. Because at the end of the day, that 10 gallons of gas in the back of my fucking pickup truck will get me out of a bond. I can get right. to somewhere. Yeah. I don't have the time or the money to sit at a supercharger for the next 45 fucking minutes and be like, all right, cool. So that's a nice e-scooter you have. <laughs> Super great. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be re realistic about it, there's nothing on the planet that makes horsepower like liquid sunshine. It, it's, it's a proven fucking fact. It, I mean, like, you have JP5, you have JP7, you have JP8, right? You have gasoline. That shit fucking works. Mm -hmm. It goes boom in your engine and you go. And there's no reason. Everybody's blaming all this shit on the oil companies. Like, they're price gouging. They're doing this. We're not. I work for a fucking oil company. This is literally my fucking job. Right. We're not price gouging. They have made it so difficult to actually produce oil and market it. And I think the I think that the general public does not understand hedging. So let's say you had five thousand barrels of whiskey. Yes, and you were guaranteed. <laughs> you were guaranteed. $50 a barrel in January, right? right? Yeah. So you sold that 
in January at fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, the price goes up. Demand increases. The price goes up. Well, now you're losing money on this, but you still have to honor your hedge because you signed a contract, right? Right. And this is what a lot of the companies have done because at the height of COVID, dude, like that was the first time in history oil went negative. Yeah, like I think that's probably when we talked. We were, it was probably around that time. Yeah, yeah, fucking cheap. Yeah, I mean, like oil went literally fucking negative. Yeah. West Texas Intermediate went to like negative five or six dollars a barrel. That's People cool. were paying you to take it from you, and <clears throat> they think that your average gas station is not owned. So if you go to the Chevron station down the street, yeah, he doesn't get to set the price, right? He just. That's not owned by Chevron. Right. That's owned by Mike Johnson. Yeah. He bought a franchise. Right. It's just like McDonald's. He bought a franchise. Yeah. Gas stations do not make money on gasoline. They make money on you buying pop and cakes and whatever the fuck else. Snacks. Yeah. Snacks. (laughs) Snacks and cigarettes. That's what they make money on. And like, yes. I will fully admit that oil companies are in the business of making money because we are companies. We have a responsibility to our shareholders. Do you work for free? Absolutely fucking not. All right. No one does. So no one should even fucking have a negative thought about an oil company. So I don't want, we don't even got to justify that. Yeah. And the whole, it's a very easy target. Yeah, so course. to speak. It, because they see like, it every day, right? They see the fucking price go up every day they go to work. It's higher than it was yesterday. Like, so of course. Yeah. And I mean, like, it it comes down. Yes, I'm colored by my experiences on Twitter and social media. But what social media and Twitter has taught me that is usually the lowest common denominator is gonna win. Because like this one stupid idea will take hold and it just keeps keeps fucking going right and like oil companies aren't here to fuck you over right we're just trying to pay our people and keep keep in business right and like i don't know why that i just don't know why bro like it's it boggles my mind sometimes and like I'll sit there and think about it and be like, well, these fucking people hate me because of what I do and the way my family has made our living for three fucking generations. But like, all we were trying to do was keep food on the table and do a good job. It's branding, right? Like, go back. Look how the branding's changed in this country for the military over the last 50 years. Look how, look how like people like your dad or even your grandfather at the tail end of your grandfather, how, how that they were labeled and branded and treated and looked at during the vietnam era and then yeah. now look you know it, it once they went away with the draft and made this a voluntary force in 1973 things got different and now like we're to the point where it's it's we're kind of over the top and i'm not gonna our, it, it benefits me we're a little over the top right but now look it's branding though right now you are a subject to the negative branding oh you work for the big mean oil companies you're an employee of that you must support all of that because you work for them. 
So now you are also the face of that. You're not the fucking executive or whatever that they could really, if they wanted to be mad at, you're just the face. Bro, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fucking corner office. <laughs> I mean, right. you're, I'm just you're a boots dude on the ground. You're like one of the dudes who actually goes out and does this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and people and don't I mean, like, people don't benefit from you, from, from that, unless they actually, how do you put this? Like, I always hate people who <laughs> they take it out on the one that is actually at the forefront, right? The one doing yeah. all this stuff. Like, do you get mad at your fucking local farmer because produce is tripled around here in the last two years as well? No. Dude, fucking corn. Asparagus. We talked, I think, last time about California yeah. almonds. Like, why do pistachios cost $15 a bag? It's a fuck. Like, so oh, are you mad at the fucking farmer? Are you mad at the worker? Who's, like, who's, <laughs> I mean, we can turn our fucking hate towards a lot of things that we can't really justify at the end of the day. It's only something that's being told and fed to you to kind of spike that emotion inside you to be like, Oh, look, bad, evil man, the oil guy, he's bad. Yeah. And it, it's, we live in, we, we live in a world now where everything is clout, right? And yep. whatever gets the most likes and the most retweets is going to take hold. So it's like not even 15 it, minutes of fame anymore. It's 15 seconds. It is. It is. I mean, like, If I wanted to beat up on oil companies or if I wanted to beat up on the military or whatever, right? those are known quantities because yeah. that shit's already being done. Yeah. That's why fucking mill Twitter is a fucking cesspool. How's oil Twitter looking right now? I meant to ask you about that. They out there? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, oil funny. Twitter is like <laughs> a bunch of retards from like West Texas and South Louisiana who just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I feel like that's how mill Twitter used to be, but if there was one, right? Like if this was like a hundred years ago, it'd be like, bunch of dudes just don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, like well, right. it's definitely not that way anymore. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw the last guy that got canceled. And oh, uh who was that? I must have missed. I miss all of it at this point, which is good. I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to put his name out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Cause it's it's not deserving of it anyway. So yeah. But like Twitter and Facebook and IG and all this shit has shaped so much of our attitude in the last five to 10 years that like no one has a good argument anymore. They don't have a factual based argument. It's just, all right, cool. I'm going to say this dumb shit, but it's going to get like a hundred thousand likes. So now I'm right. It's all emotion. Just because you have a set of nice tits doesn't make you right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's way more to that line than most people will understand. But yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> Sorry if I'm no, that's good. No, 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 like like I said, you know what? People need to understand where we're coming from. There's there's very valid reasons to 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 say things like this um sometimes. Um (laughs) (laughs) well I think you know what it's funny. 
because I won't, I won't say his name, but he, he sent me something like a week and a half ago. He's like, look, positive, and then here's negative, and look how much the positive and negative goes. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, you're a dude. No one cares, bro. Yeah. Now, if you would have reversed them, and she was doing like your lifting PR, and then you said that, you'd get the exact negative reactions either way. Yeah. So, like it would still, it would just reverse. Apparently, we all need to hire gun bunnies. Yes. That wear lingerie to like promote whatever we want to say. Because that shit actually fucking works. It really does. I mean, it's the oldest thing in the book, bro. Sex sells. Dude, are you? Yes. Why do you think you're on here for the second time? You're hot. Let's do this. Ow, what are you taking that shirt off, bro? What's up? <laughs> exactly. I mean, look. All right. Let me, let me and and look to 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 hey, to tag onto that point, right? Tag. So it's 2022, and everybody's like, "You need to quit being so misogynistic and looking at women for just their looks." Me. Boom, girl. What's in titties and ass sell? All right, I'm well, sorry. So what 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 link to what site is probably in their bio? Yeah. Only fans. There we go. So, all right. Which, look, I support. I've had someone on here who had one before and talked to her about it and why. And like, look, I'm do what you fucking do. I, when it comes, see, that's the thing about me, right? I'm a very conservative person when it comes to most stuff with this country. But for a lot of shit, like socially, if it doesn't bother me. I don't really give a fuck. I really don't. Never have. I just like to live and let live. I kind of go back to like the traditional meaning of the word individualism. Hey, look, do you, bro, or bro, do you? I just don't need to see or hear about it all the fucking time. Like, this is my thing. Like, I'm very popular with a lot of gay people, apparently. Like, I love the gays. Well, you're a hottie, bro. You're kind of a hottie. Thank you. You have that ginger (laughs) thing going on. It's it's blonde. It's just the lighting. Look. You can lie to somebody else. You can't lie to me. Bro, look. (laughs) I I can see it. Wait on. I've been out in the sun. Anyway. Uh, I have family members, family members. I got three friends, all this shit. You know, I know growing up, especially in Orlando, like what the actual pride festivals at Disney used to mean. Like it was a mean, it like, it was something you're like, all right, what the fuck is that about? Whatever. But you can't tell me that at the end of the day, what they really meant was to have a fucking festival where some dude puts some fucking tits in and goes and shakes and twerks his fucking ass in front of little six and seven year old kids. Like that's what pride's all about. Really? Yeah. You want to talk about accepting others for their individual beliefs or feelings or their differences or their sexuality. Got it. But that right there, that example, that is nothing to be fucking proud of. I don't care what you are, heterosexual. You don't see a bunch of fucking heterosexuals going down there and fucking shaking their fucking dicks in people's faces and shit. Like that's the, that's the equivalent. What's the difference? I'm just not in a fucking bikini holding up a straight flag. So, so if there's nothing that, proudful about that, prideful about that, that's stupid. That's a sex crime Thank in you. Louisiana. And um, out here, well, probably used to be before. Whatever they don't, they, they don't enforce crime out here in this state anymore. And unless you kill someone, even that, uh, sort of maybe. Yeah, there's been some sketchy shit going on with fucking violent crime. Well, maybe you antagonized him. And what about the anyway? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. upset a lot of people with this one. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are gonna be pissed off if they made it this far. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, 
we're drinking and talking shit. That's I mean, pretty much it. Like, look, you come drink and talk shit with me in public or on this fucking podcast. It's not going to be much different. This is the way, brother. I talk shit. This is normal. All right. Yeah. Like, the, I don't, I wouldn't agree with. Phew, I wouldn't agree with the whole drag queen story, story time bullshit. Or I just don't get that. I don't see the point. Or a hetero dude or chick, like you said, shaking their ass in front of fucking kids. Like that's we gotta draw a line somewhere, right? That, kids has always that, kind that, of been the line for me. That that's a line for me. Like because you're a parent, right? Like once you become yeah. a parent, things become very different. Yes. You see a the lot world of these people, a lot of these people talking shit don't have kids. Exactly. There you go. And once you have a kid, you make a solemn promise to God himself that, Mm -hmm. nope, nobody's going to fuck with them. I'm cool with this. I'm cool for dying for them. And this is a a legit conversation that you have with God. Mm -hmm. And God's like, all right, cool. That's what I put you here for. Right. And I have a daughter. Like, I raised a daughter. Okay. Yeah. Totally different. Totally separate. I don't care what people think or say or want to think who don't have children. Having a son. And having a daughter is an entirely different experience as a parent. It, it just is. It it's completely just reality is. of the world. Like, so when we had Mini Dem. <laughs> Mini Dem. He's probably not so fucking mini anymore at this point, man. Dude, he just made seven. We just had his party. <laughs> so my old lady is like one of the most nonviolent people on the face of the earth. Like, she is all about like, no, we can conflict we can do all this shit yeah i know how that is when homeboy was born she was like nope all that shit is over with <laughs> you fuck with my kid i'll kill you and i was like yeah. okay I, I get it i can thank you you know i honestly think the the murder rates would be higher if women replaced men as the like the stronger species because women are way more protective sometimes i think well, I think I think a woman would definitely kill way more people if they could. Well, like, so <clears throat> I made this point a few days ago that like, all right, so like, let's say like me and you had a disagreement, right? Mm-hmm. Legit. We'll go to fist fight and then we'll drink beers, right? It'll be over with. It'll yeah. be done. Yeah. Women will hold that fucking grudge for the next 37 years. <laughs> And wait for their opportunity to get back. <laughs> and that, that's a and very that's, fair point. Did it, you get canceled for that? You didn't get canceled for that one. That's why you're I delete too big my to tweets. Be canceled at this point. You're that's why big. I delete my tweets all the time. Now. Oh well, yeah, mine deletes on its own. But you're too big. You're too big to be canceled. You're like you're like the banks. You're too big to fail. I'm not too big to fail, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Failed many times. Yeah, I know. It keeps it keep keep growing though. But see, you've done a lot though. So that's why I was saying, like going back to the first time we talked, like you've helped, you've you've helped intentionally or otherwise this very show, right? Because you know, a lot of the times you'll retweet shit when I post it. But because of you helping me get over that 2,000 follower thing, I had a little contest and I sent, you know, a bottle of Blantons to the winner. And then I had that guy come on and drink it with me on the podcast. And then, like, bro, three weeks ago, him and I went to a Giants game out here. Nice. That's because nice. indirectly – and here's the funny part. Before we even get to that point, 
two weeks prior to that, I was going to visit my daughter and I'm in the Chicago airport and I hear some dude go bourbon just fresh off the plane. I'm like, don't look, don't look. All right, look real quick. See what it is. And it's him. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like randomly. Yeah. Well, well dude, I was all I the way go to a baseball game with this guy. And it's all because literally you helped me get over that line and he was the winner. And it's fucking the world is it's tiny, bro. It's very it tiny. is. It is. Dude, we were all the way in Ohio. So we're at the OTOA, which is like one of the largest law enforcement trade shows in the country. Yeah, that looked cool. That looked like a good little little, little, little crew I saw. Yeah. You might know some of us. <laughs> so this dude walks over. He's like, I look like I, you look like somebody I know from Twitter. I was like, oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I'm like, who do you think I am? He's like, I don't know. You just look really familiar. You look, I was like, I'm dim, bro. And he's like, holy shit, you're fucking dim? <laughs> I was like, bro, don't, don't make this weird. It's from a fucking you all because you created a Twitter account a few years ago at one point, right? Just fucking shit post and talk some shit. Yeah. Be a fucking like, medical coon ass and start a company and shit worked. I don't I don't I don't do this for clout or popularity. Oh, I do I know, this but because you, the reason but this is like because you're authentic, man. That, like, this is my outlet. Yeah. I mean, like, so like when I talk shit and like I throw all that shit out there on Twitter, that's my outlet. Like, that's how I throw all this shit out. And, like... It's relatable. People have all been there. You're and for y'all... Shit. For y'all... Are tourists on Twitter. You know what I mean? Most people are tourists. They're just watching. Yeah. That's why I'm saying. Like, you, you speak probably for way more people than you imagine. And honestly, for y'all to be like, all right, cool. Dip is one of us. He's accepted. Yeah, that was this. Blah, blah, that, blah. That's totally different. That, that we're, we're too small to make you that big. You know what I mean? Like, this... You've... You're well outside of that circle. I know. I'm getting into that hush territory. <laughs> when you get when you get to Joe Kent territory, it's time for you to fucking run for office, man. Because Joe's taking over. Well, I have too much of a past to run for well, office. I mean, who was the last president? Are you serious? We're way beyond that shit at this point, bro. Anybody can be anything at this point in American politics. It's it's we have cracked that. That ceiling's Fine. been Then let's slammed. announce it tonight, Dimp 2024. I saw that, but no, I don't want you to go 2024 yet. I want you to take over the fucking state of Louisiana. All right, let's start small and build, do that. build the coalition, man. There's literally a whiskey rebellion flag right there. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, all right, go 2024. I just want you to know you're going up against Trump, and this is going to be the greatest debate ever, and I cannot wait. I will house him. I, pre- I believe it. Once once America gets a load of the coon ass, you can talk oil, you can talk, hey, look, I know why everything's so fucked up for your budget and your, your money and your wallet. I'm going to fix it. I've been trying to fix it from the inside for 24 years. Now I'm going to fix it as the man who sits behind the desk with a sign that says, the motherfucking buck stops here. I this is the best fucking podcast ever it really is i mean i just you know i I try to tell you it's been a while so it's good that you're here for this look all right i gotta get let let me back up i have some things stand by for one second let me grab a beer yeah do that so i can figure out what the hell i'm doing we'll we'll talk to the imaginary people that are watching we have seventy three thousand viewers right now at least i mean 
That's on average. I mean, yeah. Whoa. Okay. All <laughs> right, guy. No, just kidding. <laughs> um. Okay. So Dem's gonna go get his fucking beer. Did you notice he's switching from? It looked like he had liquor, and now he's going to beer. Um. Whatever. I'm going to stick with this. So for those who may be listening to this point, uh, if you want to know what Redwood Empire tastes like, I'm very impressed. I've put it off for years. So I always see it in the liquor store. And I'm like, oh, look, another California attempt at, at bourbon or whiskey or whatever. It's actually fucking very good. It's very caramelly. I like caramel. Uh, so Deb's back. Yes, okay. I am. Last question on kind of the stuff that we were and, and maybe maybe it won't be. I'll, I'll get back to it at some point. Um <clears throat> And I know before you said it's a future. Keep going. And I know it really wasn't that long ago. And I know at the start of this, you said like it, it's clearly because of whatever this administration is doing. But how in such a short time since it's never happened before? Like we've gone through spikes and dips and it's never happened before this quickly. So how the fuck did we go from a dollar fifty in Louisiana, two fifty out here in a less than a year and a half? So we've lost quite a bit of refining capacity okay. for one. Um, the, to get a permit now, what used to take like an email and a hug and a kiss to the federal government now takes like seven to eight months. Um, plus you had the whole COVID downturn. So there was no demand. So I mean, like, if you were producing a product that you were making okay money on and the demand went to nothing, would you keep producing that? Well, I, I, I can I give two answers to that. Okay. One would be whatever my product is, is it something that's always going to be in demand like gasoline? And if not, then... Yeah, I'm just going to keep going because it's gas. Like, well, you know, right, at some so, point it's got to come back, right? There's no guarantee it's going to come back, though, because they were still talking about locking us down for another two or three years, right? Still all the fucking cars and the planes and the the the, 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 the boats and shit like you talked about, the, the tankers, bro, the, I fucking, got, the economy. Bro, I got furloughed for like eight months. Damn. I got sent home for like eight fucking months That's and told like... Insane. Got 60% of my fucking pay. Kept my job, luckily. Right. But like, yeah. there was no fucking, we, we shut in. We shut in 7,000 barrels a day because there was no fucking demand because we were losing money on every barrel that we made. Because every barrel has a price built in. So we have chemical, chemical costs. We have labor costs. We have transportation costs. We have all of this shit built in. Then on top of that, the federal government is taking between 13 and 33% of every barrel. Yeah. Then on the trans transportation fees, the pipeline company is taking a percentage of every barrel. So at some point it becomes a net negative and it's just not, not fucking worth it. I mean, like you're losing money, you're bleeding fucking money. And <clears throat> that's not what we're in business for. Yes, we're in the business of producing oil and gas at a profit. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That's capitalism. Right. But we cannot continue as an industry 
to operate at a loss for the good of the American people, right? I mean, name one other industry that is vilified as much as we are. The dramatic pauses for those listening and not watching. That was not a dramatic. I was literally trying to figure this out. I would probably say alcohol a hundred years ago, but that's, that's way over with. Um, yeah. I don't think there is one at this point. There's really not, man. And I mean, people are like, well, tobacco was pretty fucking brutal in the eighties and nineties probably. But even then, like tobacco doesn't have their own CFR. I do What's a CFR for those code of federal regulations. CFR 250-O-E-K. We have an entire That's book. what governs everything that you do, right? Yes. Okay. And what's it. bad is we those white papers and monies as SOPs. Right. Federal government got a hold of them. And they were like, oh, this is very neat. Now we're going to make this law by mention. What a lot of people don't understand is so whatever industry you're in, if you write a paper, whatever it may be, and the government gets a hold of it and says, well, hey, this is a great idea, and they mention it in a CFR, that now becomes federal law. For instance, if I commit a willful violation, right? Mm -hmm. The company that I work for is not liable i am personally civically it's civic penalties i'm personally liable to the tune of forty six thousand two hundred dollars a day per violation what yeah they will put you you in fucking have you seen this happen to someone the biggest fine i ever saw was 34 million (laughs) dollars i hope it was a ceo who could actually maybe no just some dude Mm. four million dollars do you have to pay it how does that, how do the monthly installments look on that? <laughs> it looks like jail time. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, can I finance that? Is there like a, a pay as I go program? Yeah. And I mean, like, Christ. there is one industry in the nation that is more regulated than us, and that's nu- nuclear energy. For good I just, reason. I just watched the fucking Three Mile Island shit. Do you ever see that? Yes. It's fucking wild. Yeah, I was just talking about I asked my parents as I finished. I'm like, because you know, they lived in New Jersey when that was going on. I'm like, you guys remember this shit? And they're like, Yeah, I was fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> it looks like it was fucking nuts. Can you imagine that shit happening today? Holy no. fuck, man. Like the government was like, and, and whoever they brought in, I can't remember the company Vector or some shit they brought in, and it's just like fuck. <laughs> that was fucked yeah. up. Fucked up. I mean, it, it's <laughs> Now, I'm sure a lot of it's sensationalized, but at the end of the day, like that shit did happen. And yeah. it blew my mind to just think like when all those like warning things were going off, people were just as at least in the documentary. I don't know how true it was, but they're just like, ah, no big deal. Well, I mean, have you heard about when they accidentally launched a fucking nuke out of Arkansas? No. <laughs> what Are you fuck? serious? No. When was this? It was in the 80s when Clinton was. A uh, fucking governor of Arkansas. <laughs> you serious? I never yes. heard. Of See how they hide the shit that you want to learn about. Jesus. One God. of them cooked off and launched. What? 
Yes. Where'd it go? Be- it luckily fell back in Arkansas because I mean, like, who gives a shit about Arkansas? <laughs> I don't know. You try because that it, with Thug Nasty, he'll fuck you up. Because a dude dropped a wrench. He what? dropped a wrench. Yes. They were doing maintenance and he dropped a wrench down the silo. These things aren't fucking tethered. No tool tethers, brother. What? No tool Come tethers. On. I, I've never worked on a nuclear fucking reactor. And the first thing that popped into my mind was the tools not tethered. No. <laughs> it cooked off. It was a no. huge deal. It's on Netflix. You can I'm, go find it. Really? It's on Netflix too? Holy fuck. Yes. I'm on the Ted Bundy tapes right now. I'm in serial killer mode, but I might have to go switch back to that. Holy shit. Dude, Ted, Ted Bundy would absolutely slaughter in 2022. Well, so I had this theory. Maybe you agree. I think I talked to Heather. Heather Schaus, you know her? Fucking the yeah. Shouse shit? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I would talk to her about She this. blocked me, but it's cool. Did you really? Yeah. Why? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> Like I don't think Heather would block anyone. Anyway, but no, I remember when she was on, I talked to him like, I don't think he might have been one of the last ones. I don't think you could have a serial killer like that on that scale today because of technology, cameras, internet, cell phone tracking, all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, and when I really thought about it was the John Wayne Gacy tapes. I just watched that one. Yeah. Dude. So like we've got dueling, like, okay, Gacy was a big important figure in the democratic party in cook County. You had Bundy who was like, Oh, hello. Illinois. Operative in the fucking Republican party. So it's like, we can't even try and hold that against, you know, the parties at this point. Both, both of them are fucked up, but dude, what Gacy did. I know for a fact, you couldn't pull that shit off. Today. Like you can't just bury bodies under a fucking house. That motherfucker had 33 bodies under his house. And that was a small house, dude. That's a lot of want to. Right. It's not like, <laughs> and then no Bundy I'm getting into. I've seen all this shit on Bundy before. I remember watching like I lo- I watched legit actual the actual videos in court of him. Like that dude was charisma personified. Yes. Like, that a- judge literally had sentenced and said, son, I wish this would have gone a different way because Bundy we, was- he essentially was saying like we we could have used someone like you on our side, but it didn't. And you became who you became. Because that's how fucking like that dude was. He was a perfect. Not the fucking guy who knocks off the fucking Seven Eleven. No, <laughs> Bundy was like the perfect sociopath. Oh, yeah. okay. absolutely. Like he absolutely. knew how to manipulate people and get exactly what he wanted and get away with it. And and he was good looking. He wasn't a bad looking dude. No, but I mean that helps, right? It helps. Yeah, we were I mean, about like females twenty minutes ago about why everyone pays attention to him. Well, it's no different with a good looking dude. You can't look like movie Bob and be a fucking serial <laughs> killer. No, you look. But uh, hold on, let, okay, let me let's go with this. I know there's been a, a, that fucking girl who killed dudes in Florida pretending to be a hooker or some shit. But how come there's never been a female serial killer in your opinion on that scale? That's a very good question. Like, I really wonder that because we just talked about how women will hold a fucking grudge forever. Dudes will just fight and then we'll just drink an hour later. But it's like all the crazy. And a lot of these motherfuckers have gotten like their start in California. Like Lake Berryessa, the fucking the the Night Stalker, like his first kill bodies were literally like half hour up the road there. 
Well, I can see how he pulled that shit off. <laughs> Every time I drive over that fucking mountain, the mountain, the Vaca Mountains over there to go up to my fucking softball game once a week, like I'm like, yep, Lake Berryessa, there it is. I'm like, that's where it happened. And I can totally see it. A lot of I think, the fuck I think there's a there there is a and this is very well may invite a lot of hate. I think there is an inherent difference between like men and women. No shit. <laughs> right? So like so to put it very fucking bluntly and very crudely, dudes will manipulate women to get exactly what they want. Whether it be I'm not going to say that word on your podcast yeah. or anything other stuff, right? I don't think that there have been exemptions to the rule, of course, but I don't think women are built like that. I don't think because, like, once you get to a certain point as a sociopathic dude, you're just like, fuck it. I'm doing what I want. I'm getting what I want. And I don't give a fuck about what happens. And then they get bored and want to get caught like Gacy. Like they get careless because they're, they're not getting the attention that inside they cr- like, why am I not famous? Or why am well, I not getting more attention for this? And then they fuck well, up. Well, fucking Bundy was fucking with law enforcement. That dude escaped. He yes. should have escaped the fucking court. Like people think that's like, oh, that was just in the movie. Like, no. That motherfucker escaped, and then he went and killed more people. Like, he didn't just escape and then get caught a few weeks later. He went and killed more people. Yes. He was fucking committed to his evil. (laughs) Holy fuck. Oh, my God. Bundy Bundy was like a guy. And and you know what's weird? Bundy with social media and Instagram would have a body count of, like, 7,000. Holy shit, dude. You're probably right. It would be unbelievable. Who was the other one that I was just but, but but anyway, so that kind of stopped like you know, I don't think it could go on today. You can't, you can't pull it off on that well, I mean BTK. And that's why, so I had this weird fucked up theory down before I tell yeah. you follow me because uh, uh, we're gonna get to this point eventually. Um, it's a fucked up theory. I don't really want to prove it, but I'm trying to think like maybe this was the natural progression in murder on a an evil scale, right? Because I was a senior in high school when Columbine happened, right? So that happened. I was a senior. I think you probably had just graduated. I think you're like a year or two older than me. Um, that whole week after that happened, we were evacuated every single day because someone was calling in and pulling pranks. Someone was spray painting some crazy shit on the fucking bathroom walls. Like this was just my school. So never mind on a national scale what was probably going on. So I think like the natural progression, I hate to say it, like <laughs> We had all those serial killers. We had Gacy and Bundy being the biggest ones at that time. We transitioned into the fucking OJ case. That went away. That was like celebrity murder. And then next thing, the next progression on our national conscious was mass shooters. Well, I mean, like right now. So think of, all right. So me and you are about the same age. Right. I'm 43 here, whatever. All right, cool. About the same age. Think about the progression of media in just our lifetimes. Oh, I know. It's fucking insane. Me and you both watched the 91 war live on fucking TV. CNN. Right? I mean, we 94, watched... MSNBC and Fox both came into fruition the same year. Yes. Literally months apart. 
we watched Columbine. We watched yeah. all this shit happen. And so, like, people can say, like, well, all these kids are playing call and normalizing violence. No. We saw literal violence whole fucking life up <laughs> on live fucking TV. Yeah. For hours and hours. And it was transfixing. Like, yep. holy shit. This is fucking happening right now, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that I honestly think, think that that changed like our generation a little bit because like no offense, like and I might be talking out of school, but we got kind of normalized to violence, right? Yeah. Um, and then when you get to the mass shooter shit, dude, in 1932, I could fucking order a Thompson submachine gun from Sears. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about how you bad. Be able AR, to do it today. I don't want to hear about how bad an AR-15 is. Yeah. About how it blows people up. Apparently, you suck at math and ballistics if, if you're fucking telling me that. See, that's the other thing. Like, there's a lot of people who are probably going to, if they get to this point, you know, if they're not amongst our crowd, they would argue, like, oh my God, it's such a horrible rifle. And I'm like, I don't think Dem's the dude you want to argue with about this. Yeah. Like, because well, I've seen what fucking 556 five, rounds do to people. So I'm not legally allowed to shoot deer in my state. With five five six or two two three, because it's not a killing round. Exactly. Right? Thank you. There we go. You just heard it. You just fucking heard it. It's not a killing round. And I've read some of the uh, things that happened after Gothic Serpent in ninety three, mm-hmm. and they were ice picking guys, and they were eating five, six, seven, eight, nine rounds, getting back up. And picking up an AK, right? It's it was a compromise. My view is that the five five six two two three came about because of Korea, because of screaming waves of Chinese. Yeah, it's fucking NATO round. It's just something we could have a yeah. mass conflict where everyone's getting hit with the same thing. We can all treat each other the same way when it comes to fucking it's, medical attention. That's it. It's SS one oh nine, right? Mm-hmm. Um one of the things that stuck with me after I read about Gothic Serpent was the guys that were shooting the M14s. They were one hitter quitters. Mm-hmm. You hit somebody with 308 at okay. 75 yards, they're going down. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think the whole. I think you see, they wanted people to live. The, so there's some FUD lore mixed in with that. Right, <laughs> fun lore. It's a great word. <laughs> so, like, a lot of foot lore is like, well, five five six is wounding round. Right. At least now we're going back up. We're going to six point eight for. Good luck with that, brother. Um, <laughs> get Braxton on the talk about that. I don't want to get. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't the, know shit about fuck when it comes to any of that. I just. Well, I just the know two, I, <laughs> the two seventy seven fury. Um, <laughs> So not to be an asshole and not to be like morbid, five five six will absolutely fucking kill people. Mm-hmm. It absolutely will. If you're shooting eight five five out of a 
Mark Just 18 for those. Yeah, there you go. It's not going to do what you think it's going to do. That's why God created Mark 262, right? Um, a lot of people are applying the wrong rounds in the wrong situations. Like, I buy expensive as fuck ammo for my carry guns. Mm. Like, like two, three dollars a round because I want they I want them to matter. <laughs> if I have to pull yeah. the trigger, I want this shit to matter. You cannot expect to shoot ball bullshit or green tip in a fucking house and do work. That's not the it's physics, right? And it's while five five six is a killing round, it absolutely is. It's not the world exploder that everyone thinks it is. Right. Right. I, I mean I like, think that's the point. It's gonna take several. I mean you can kill everything. You talked about this the first time we talked with it. Like, hey, if you if the only thing you can get is a twenty two, get a twenty two because it's everywhere. You get shot enough with a twenty two, you're probably gonna die. Yeah. Like if all I have is a 1022 with a BX25 and I put 15 of them in your chest, you're going to stop what you're fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That 14, but 15, what's going on? Yeah. We Bro, stop. Can Bro, you please stop? Stop fucking shooting me. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the whole thing about that, like, there's been a huge thing about like the whole two A and all of this shit and a well regulated militia and using the arguments. Oh yeah, we all have. Um, your former army. I'm obviously a civilian. I am the militia. Mm-hmm. You're the fucking army. It's a basic failure of understanding to think that like regular people aren't the militia, right? And like, I'm not talking about like going to fucking Michigan and and getting hemmed up on federal (laughs) charges. Um, But being well-regulated just means my shit works means my shit runs all my shit is in working order that's how i interpret it i mean well that's how they interpreted it opponents would say we dictate what you have well opponents would be fucked (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean because honestly like i'll keep it super real with you i'm not I'm not worried about Joe Blow with a 16-inch AR. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about Earl with a $300 fucking Ox 6 from Walmart mm-hmm. that he shot deer with for the last 30 years. Yeah, he's not going to miss. No, he's going to dome you. <laughs> because you were walking down the middle of the road. Yeah, and you're coming towards his property and he doesn't feel safe. Right. And the you don't have an inherent right to self-defense okay would you like to test this theory i mean we could 
we can fucking do this. I mean, it, it it's become so fucking comical and stupid at this point. It's so extreme on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to fucking post at the federal government and be like, stack up. Right. Because I don't want to get my fucking door kicked in by fucking federal agents. Yeah. Because that would not be cool. No. And on the same side, like, people are like, well, you don't have a right to this. Well, I actually do because I'm a free man. I'm not a felon. Mm -hmm. And God gave me these rights because I was born in America. And there is no meeting in the middle nope. whatsoever. Not on anything, but especially this. Yeah. I, I, I get that guns are a hot point right now because of everything that happened, um, especially in uh, Uvalde. That's where we're going next. All right. Uvalde was not a failure of – this is just my personal opinion, and you can take it for what it's worth, and this is me, just me. That was not a failure of guns or gun control. That was a failure of men yep. not doing men shit. Right. <clears throat> That's what I was going to ask because yeah, I think uh, Joe in our little Joe sent Joe Kent sent something earlier. Um, what was this fucking? So thing? I would I would ask yeah, you I would ask you this personally right now. If that was your kid in the school, oh fuck! Are off. you no, are you kicking I, doors? Yes, I'm, I'm going to do everything I fucking possibly can. I may find uh, an officer who doesn't look like they're entirely aware of their surroundings and remove the firearm from him if I'm not showing up with my own. Right. So I'm I'm sorry, but this is what people need to understand, and this is my biggest argument with people who are all about like just call the police. No. Don't just call the fucking police. You call the police after the fucking action has taken place because there's no one coming to fucking save you. And in that moment, I honestly, I've already said this on Twitter. I, I will continue to say this. Whoever either told those fucking men to stop and stand down or to wait, that had to happen. Or the only other option is in a group of men that large, with that training, with that equipment, all of them were scared? Nah. Fear is a force multiplier. I get it. However, yes. you know what else is a fucking bigger force multiplier? Hey, guys, we got strength in numbers. As far as we know, there's one fucking asshole up in there. Let's go fucking get those kids out. Let's go get those fucking kids out. That's it. And you know what? Maybe we're going to lose some fucking dudes along the way, but it's worth it if it's saving a fucking child's life. And then... In all the moments of inaction by those motherfuckers, who shows up? Vortex. A dude who took a fucking round to his head and he kept pushing forward. Because why? He knew what the fucking mission was and he was going until he was not able to physically do it. So I'm sorry. You can't tell me that that group of dudes, they all didn't want to go forward. Something there's something bigger there, man. And it's yeah, there, there, it's, it's, there's it's, some there's something under the scenes that we don't know about yet. Because look, I have zero background. If my kids getting shot at, I'll wait in with a fucking pocket knife. Right? 
Okay. That, right. that, it, that's how it has to be. It's that's how something, right? That's how it has to fucking be. Yeah. Me and you talked about this earlier. We made a deal with God. Yeah. Our kids are our kids. Mm-hmm. Kids are fucking kids. Do not fuck with kids. Right. And what was their stack? Like 19 fucking cops in a hallway? And one Vortac guy shows up? <laughs> Bro, you can't tell me that. No. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna convince me that th- oh. this shit is real. No. I, I'm not saying that like this shit didn't happen, but the shit about like, well, the officers were afraid that he had a AR fifteen and they only had AR fifteens. Okay, cool. Let's fucking gunfight. Strength in numbers. Like, you know what you know what's great about the United States Army is we have a doctrine or a regulation for fucking everything. And you know what at the very core of engaging in conflict is numerical superiority. Hopefully you've got three to one. How many did they just say they had? 19 against yeah. one? Well, worst case, let's fucking let's let's up the odds. All right. Worst well, case, there's probably three dudes in there with rifles. All right, we still got numerical superiority. Let's split up into fucking teams of four and let's go fucking go. What why do I do have work. to pick that up? Yeah. Let's go fucking do work. You two go fucking that way. The two of us are going this way. We're gonna get a fucking bounding team and we're gonna get a flank and we're gonna try and get into the fucking door. That's it. All right. We got communications, Dude. we got comms. There's this isn't we're going into the blind at night with bro. Nothing. He dropped his radio. He dropped comms. The IC dropped his fucking comms. And there were exterior windows. You cannot fucking tell me right now that no, I, I just do not fucking I believe can't. it. I can't. And I, can't I go back, I go back to the shit that happened in uh what was it? Um it was in Africa. The mall shit. I posted about it yesterday. Oh, I missed it. So the, in Africa, was it the mall or the hotel? Was it a hotel on the beach? I know what you're no, talking about. It was the mall. There was one SAS dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. This dude, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right. Up. Yeah, let's yeah. go. He's like, all right, cool. Let me go get grab my kit. I'll yeah. be right back. I'm, I'm fucking on R&R, but fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you cannot tell me that with exterior windows and the IC drops his comms, he literally put that in public. My radio was too heavy. Are you fucking kidding me? Bro, I'm a civilian and I carry a fucking Motorola every goddamn day. I mean, dude, I've been having I, I've had issues going back to the Obama administration where a lot of the proliferation of all this equipment started after we pulled out of Iraq. And it's like, well, all right, well, what do we do with all this fucking equipment? Well, let's give it to the local police departments. I have a problem with police looking like the military. I really do. It doesn't help when these dudes all look like they're straight out of fucking group and none of them do anything. So now I now you justify my fucking concerns because it's one thing to dress and look the part. I have a problem with that. It's another thing. We had two things that come out after that. Well, first of all, let me okay, so this is the so Joe sent this earlier. A Halligan bar. You know what a Halligan bar is? I hope I'm yes, sure. sir. Okay, so apparently this was not brought into Rob until an hour after the first officers entered the building. Authorities didn't use it and said waited for keys. So they waited for keys to get into this fucking thing. So you're telling me that there was not one fire truck 
not one EMS truck with a Halligan that showed up. I don't fucking believe that. An hour after is what they're trying to tell you. That's what. Give, so these details are coming up. This just this was three hours ago. These are the things coming out now about this. Also, officers had four ballistic shields inside the school during the standoff with the gunman. The first arrived 58 minutes before officers stormed the classroom. The last arrived 30 minutes before. I, cool. The, the, this was a fucking... Who, at the end of the day, let, let's get back to who this person actually was that pulled this shit off. This isn't like... It, it ain't fucking, fucking Rambo. It's not. He has no training. Nope. Apparently, somebody sold him two DDs. If that's true, he's barely running a gun. Fuck that. Fuck that. But this is what I don't understand. And I think, uh, you know, I think Red brought this up. Um, the difference between police and dudes like Red, you know, I, I like I'm I'm not an SF dude, I never was, but you know, I have I at least done enough fucking training over the years that like I've accepted in the moment, you gotta go do some shit. The difference between people like Red or people with that mentality in the military and police, police just want to go home at night to their families, right? Dudes accept we might not. We well, need to go I mean, find like, out because we got shit. We got, either we got a secured objective, we got to go retrieve some fucking property, we got to save some fucking lives, and we have to accept the fact that there's inherent risk in every fucking mission. You can't mitigate it all, and someone, hopefully them, but someone might fucking die. What if the if the I'll be completely honest with you right now. If the objective is kids, nah, bro, we're going. We gonna work. We're going to work. There's 19 of us. I don't care if it's me and you. I don't care if it's me by myself. We're going to fucking work. <laughs> right. But uh, it's one 18 year old fucking retard. And that's why with I no training. It's a fuck if it was give it to your worst possible scenario. If you have that much numerical superiority, what the fuck are you afraid of? AR 15s, bro. AR 15s. What are you firing back with? Like, we're on an equal playing field. Like it doesn't matter. Like okay, so what? So what? And 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 here, I here's, you've got the here, marksmanship training to be able to fucking. Now you can you can mitigate that fucking threat from further distance away. You don't have to get that close because you just need to wait for a fucking shot if he shows his dumbass on the window, like you said, right? Well, here's here's what I found out. Every cop in that department got level four hescos two years ago. Like the Hesco barriers? Wait, what? No, L two tens, special threat plates. <laughs> so those motherfuckers are literally walking around bulletproof. Pretty much. And he's shooting ball. He's not even shooting green tip. What? Inexcusable. Inex fucking excusable. And wasn't like the like the response like wasn't the police department like five minutes literally around the the fucking road from this fucking school? Well, the SRO had took the day off. Well, that doesn't make too much sense, now does it? That doesn't seem like a coincidence. And homeboy that was cooking off rounds. Yeah. We're going to do some heavy drinking talking right now. Let's, let's go. Um, apparently, homeboy that was doing 
the shooting, had 13 minutes outside and cooked off rounds and nobody responded. So even before he got to the school, you had 13 minutes of him cooking off rounds. Fucking respond and be like, hey, what, what the hell is going on out here? <clears throat> well, bro, I mean, like, if we're going to keep it super real, like, if I, if I see some dumbass walking around, around with a rifle shooting at people, well, you're going to get fucking shot. I'm sorry. That's that way this shit has to work. Yeah, stop shooting at people. (laughs) (laughs) And since there's no one of authority to keep you from shooting at people, I think we'll make we're gonna and we'll take the action and we'll deal with the consequences after. Yeah. Why did you shoot that guy? Well, he was shooting at guys. All right, cool. Out here, you'll probably get fucking sent to jail for 20 years, but at least in your state, maybe I don't know how the rules are there. You'll probably be looked at a little differently. Well, technically, in the state of Louisiana, I can defend my property. With deadly force. So trespassing is a big, big no-no. Yeah, I mean, I come from Florida. You know, stand your ground. That's a big thing out there. And it was when I was there. A couple of cases. Trayvon Martin, Mr. fucking George. What was that fucker's name? George Floyd? No, George Floyd was the guy that... Oh, George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman, yeah. George Floyd was the guy that police killed in Minneapolis a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah, George Zimmerman. (laughs) Holy, yeah, I was there. I was good old Seminole County. Oh man, fucking Sanford. Anyway, um, yeah. So, like, so I don't know, man. I, the more that like, shit comes out of that, like, and then they're covering they're just, something up, bro. There's too there's too much other shit going on with it. Like, it doesn't. It's the timing. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense, man. It really does. Well, like when they dropped the DOJ into it, and they're like, DOJ is investigating. That's when I was like, I. Something fucky is going on. It's pure emotional shit. Cause like what automatically entered into the fucking lexicon and the discussion and, and like we got to push legislation forward. It's like, oh, let's get back to banning assault rifles. And even people who like, you know, usually in my opinion, think very commonsensical when it comes to like they saw Matthew McConaughey sit there and do his little guy's a fucking actor. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Like give his thing. It's like, yeah, you know what? We got to do stuff. It's like, oh, okay. I was in Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, I don't understand why people feel like you can still legislate crazy. You can't. And you definitely like, don't sub you don't subdue your fucking law abiding overwhelming number of citizens at the expense and actions of a fucking few. That's not how law works. No, not at all. And I mean, like, so you're gonna disarm or attempt to disarm <laughs> like roughly like a hundred. Well, I'm not going to say 100. You're going to attempt to disarm like 75 million guys, right? Who all have all this cool shit stacked up in their fucking closet. I don't think that's going to work out great for you. I, I mean, like, like, dude, did you see that legislator pro- proposed like a $5,000 like buyback program for each rifle? I was just I like, oh, sell- cool. So I give you one of my <laughs> <one> two? <laughs> yes. I will sell you one of my PSAs right now for $5,000. I'm getting 5K per rifle. Let's go. <laughs> I think, honestly, bro, like, I think it's, and I hate to say this, I think it's the pacification of yeah, totally. America and, like, 
I'm not trying to gas you up or gas myself up or like make us out to be anything that we're not. But I feel like that 99% of my friends that I know from this app and you, right? if there were kids in danger, no, fuck that. Yeah. That, that's how it has to be. I mean, it's kids. If it's a, that's it. That, yeah. that, there's, there's, there's a line. There has to be that line. And that line has gone away. Like this is fucking elementary school. This wasn't a fucking college or like these are the smallest of the fucking small. That they they're they're literally helpless against someone who's an adult. They can't do anything. Right. Like I watched the I watched an old school documentary about um old school British gangsters, right? Mm -hmm. Like Manchester guys and all this other bullshit. Yeah. You know, like we had a code. We don't fuck with women. We don't fuck with kids. We don't fuck with old people. That was our code. I feel like that's a unit. That should be a universal code, right? And like, it's just men dealing with fucking men. Like, leave everyone yeah. else alone and deal with the fucking men of the situation. That's it. Yeah. And like, so much of the shit we see now, and because social media is so prevalent yeah. and everything gets videoed, right? There's no code. It's a code of fucking pussies. Like, yeah, I know. Okay, I'm going to keep going because I have a response. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you talk. Everyone has got social media. I'm tired of seeing the fucking videos on a subway car of men are taking these videos. These are not women who are just think it's fucking funny. It's men taking videos. There was one just a couple weeks ago of this fucking clearly crazy fucking dude on a train in New York City who's got a woman by the hair. And she's saw terrified. That shit. I saw that shit. And it's a dude filming it. And it's not just that dude filming it. There's other dudes just standing around watching. Like it's, what the fuck? That, you don't do that. No. You don't allow that to happen as a fucking man. Period. No. Like, I think personally, and this might be somewhat controversial. I think personally that um, some of the guys that are around now, never grew up having a toe to asshole, right? So, and when you get into something like that, you might not always win. But, exactly. But fuck you, you're going to remember me. We're going to find out, right? We're gonna we out. will absolutely fucking find out and you're going to stop putting your hands on that goddamn woman right now. That is gone now. It is. For whatever reason. And that is unacceptable. Like, personal story. Anecdote. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, like, 10, 11 years ago, we go to Boston. We're on the subway. And there's a lady standing up, holding on to the thing. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting down. So I stood up. I was like, ma'am, sit down. And everybody looked up at me like I was fucking retarded. I was like, that's that. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's the way we that's, fucking that's do crazy. things where I'm from. Yeah, it's respect. And <clears throat> like there, there's no more courtesy. There's no more respect at all. How did we get to that point? You think? Cause I still do the same thing, man. Like, so I'm trying to like, and I said this to you on the first podcast. 
our family, our parents raised us. We're raising our, we're raising our kids. So all this generation that's coming in now, maybe you know, many Dems a little younger, but still, the people that are coming in to take your job that you have all the issues with, like these were all raised. This we're culpable at this point, whether we've done it with our kids or not. But overall, on a mass scale, it starts with us. So like, when the fuck did people just stop caring about like? So the I know elderly, like the women and this, like look, looking out for little kids, like this is respect and it's gone. So I know like, I know that hazing <laughs> has a very bad reputation in your world, right? You can't do that shit anymore. <laughs> we also used to do shit like that yeah. in the oil field. And that was how we figured out if you were one of us, right? If you could put up with it, you could make it. I personally have letters in my permanent file with my old company. Dempsey did this and Dempsey did that. Well, yeah, I absolutely fucking did because I wanted to figure out if you could hang, right? I mean, like, bro, like, so many things they're demonizing now that were so normal. For a couple of hundred years. Yeah. They were normal for a fucking reason. Because that separated like. And I'm not trying to be crude. And shitty. But like. It separated. Those that could. And those that couldn't. Men from the boys. Is that where we're going? Not not, not necessarily even that. Because like. It's a real line, though, at some point, right? It, it stood the test of time. Like, people still I mean, it does, know but what like, that word means or that term means. I've had hard-ass chicks that worked offshore with us. Yeah, No, but I mean, I get what you're saying, right? You're trying to establish who can actually fit in and who doesn't belong. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's – a lot of people are like, it's a dominance thing. No, it's fucking not. It, it's really not. We're trying to figure out, like, if they can be cool – and hang out with us and do the things that we need them to do. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> this is going to fa- sound very, very shitty. It had its place and it was very, very fucking valuable. And <clears throat> I don't, I think we are at a loss for getting away from a lot of that. Because, I mean, like, honestly, like, in my world, I can't speak to your world, but in my world, I don't want somebody that's going to bitch out on me after we've been up for 48 hours and just be like, I can't go anymore. Dude, we still have, like, two more days of work to do. (laughs) Get the fuck up, right? It's... Don't you like, okay, so I, I don't mean to, because I, I know you're, no, you're go ahead. Good, but so, and I think COVID exposed a lot of this, right? Where a lot of companies and, you know, they were able to utilize the technology we have like this, like fucking Zoom, like, hey, you know, Zoom in for the day work. Like you can't Zoom your job, right? You can't do that physically. You can't Zoom oil out of the water no. or the ground. And, uh, you know, I get, I, I fucking, I, the more I hear it, the more I despise it, 
Like, you know, you, you not, we, we both like sports, right? We talked about this shit. We talked about your trial that you solicited with the Bucks on your last appearance and you didn't quite make it, right? But the point is you and I like sports. We follow it. We, we talk about it and all. And, you know, I do. I like my escape throughout the day. A lot of the time is listening to some fucking sports talk radio, right? Because I, I don't want to fucking, I don't listen to politics shit. It's, it's annoying. It's garbage. And it's all the same. At least sports changes every day. Like there's two things left on TV that are live and you can't predict. That's sports and politics in person, debates, shit like that, right? You don't know what's going to happen. Elections. Um, but Colin Cowherd, right? I've been listening to Colin Cowherd since I was 20 years old, dude. When he was a local fucking dude in Florida, in Tampa. And I hear him talking like lately now. He's the biggest dude on Fox Sports Radio, for those who don't know. He's he's he's, he's a good dude. I'm, I'm just making... I'm bringing attention to something he said because in his world, this is normal. And he's so big now that I think he's kind of isolated and insulated away from it. But he's like, you know, companies were able to, you know, you're able to work from home and do all this stuff from home now. And I'm like, man, you don't even, you don't even consider that the fucking backbone of this fucking economy is still dudes like yourself. The fucking truck drivers I talked about stranded on the side of the fucking Rome off I-80 in Wyoming because of the weather. Like, you don't get the fucking zoom in those jobs. No. You don't. This is not a zoom in fucking economy, no matter how much we want to talk about, like, all these people who are able to do that. And good for you. I got to do a lot of that shit. I get paid on the fucking first and 15th every fucking month, no matter what, with the military. I'm blessed and fortunate. I I don't downplay that for a second. Right. And I can make those decisions to keep my dudes out of the office because I feel like maybe it's exposing them to something. But too many dudes and too many women in this fucking country can't. The ones we literally rely on. Bro, so like to be perfectly honest, so I am not vaccinated. I didn't have to do that shit. I saw probably shit. Probably four or five hundred patients since COVID started offshore, right? I never once asked to be like, you know what? This is too much. I need to Zoom. Because they, they would have fucking fired me. They're <laughs> like, all right, cool. We'll find another dumbass with a bunch of tattoos to come out here and do this. But like, <clears throat> at some point, it just has to be do your fucking job, right? Yeah. Just do your fucking job. And I think that a lot of people have been so coddled by our modern society. And don't get me wrong. it It's great now, right? We don't... I don't have to fucking raise green beans in the front yard anymore. Shit like that, right? It's great. I can... We can do this. We can Zoom yeah. and have a great time. Like a dumbass podcast at a virtual bar where we just get drunk and talk shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're both walking around with $1,000 supercomputers in our pockets. <laughs> but at some point, and that point is coming, the old people's ways are going to come back and they're going to be like, hmm. We tried to fucking tell you mm-hmm. because shit is not getting better. It's getting yeah. worse. I honestly feel that. Do you think that with this, with, with the way inflation and prices and all are hitting everybody, it's got to start forcing people to 
hey, you don't get to do the whole soft coddled thing anymore for a while. Or, or is this just a temporary blip? And, you know, if someone else gets elected and everything goes back to normal and then we just or we're in this ebb and flow where it's just because I can't imagine that this is the new normal when it comes to prices, regardless of how many people want us to get off fucking oil and go into electric. Fee- like it it doesn't seem sustainable. Right. From people can't afford it from from the guys I've talked to, bro. This is worse than 08. Oh, it's way, it's, dude, it's way worse. I fucking, it's going to be way, way worse. Shit. <laughs> like, it's way worse. It's People way worse. are going to lose everything that they own and shit is going to get biblical. And like, I'm not advocating in any way for right. violence or anything like that, but it's, it's going to get very, very bad. Gas. Gasoline will probably hit eight, nine, ten dollars a gallon. Um, fuel oil. Wait till winter time. It's gonna be a yeah, dark and cold. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be very dark and cold. And probably for the first time in our history since like seventeen hundred, we're gonna have people die of the cold. That actually own houses and shit. Because they cannot afford to heat their homes. It's going to get that bad. Um, I don't want that. I do not look forward to that. Like, <laughs> I see a lot of the posts and everything, and they're like, all right, well, let's bring this on. Bro, I don't I don't want that. Well, yeah, you don't want that. And then you know what? Unfortunately, I hate to say it, the ones saying that, they're gonna be the first to go, man. They really are. It it's what it's reverses one... it do? Let, let's get let's try and inject some some positive some 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 something to look forward to in this issue. What 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 reverses it? What lessens it? What brings it down? What how do we reduce that possibility? Well, <clears throat> China has to unlock. First of all, yeah, there's some fucking fucked up shit going on there right now. Yeah, China's whole zero COVID policy is a fucking lie and everybody knows it mm-hmm. um, because honestly we buy just a gas probably 60 or 70 percent of our shit from china right yeah. mm-hmm. um that's why i buy bourbon it's american made no, it's- <laughs> <laughs> only if it's from kentucky yeah ow not this fucking california shit nothing <laughs> No, I mean, like, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like negative, Nancy, yeah, no, 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 and no. be like, "This is gonna fucking suck" and like doom porn. But I think people that, I think people need to grasp that it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. That's it. I mean, like, it. it it's it gonna, better. I think it's it got does. it right. It's got it right. I mean, like, clearly. This administration is an obvious failure. It, I mean, come on, man. It's fucking well, we bad. see that. But, like, so, I mean, do you think... It the matters? rest of the world sees that. Yeah, but the rest of the world doesn't vote. That's what, so here's my concern, right? Here's my concern. Okay. Let me break this down. Okay. All right. My concern is this. I've been saying this for eight years. No. 10 years. 
with two states. One I lived in Florida, and the other is Texas. These two states hold the only possible avenue to the White House for Republicans. Because when my family moved to Florida, it was 1986. That state was red, then it was purple, and it's been purple for most of my time growing up there. I spent 35 years in Florida. It's been purple most of my time there because you get so right. many people coming from Puerto Rico who eventually become citizens and can vote. And most of the exodus down to Florida, which my family was a part of, we were from New Jersey. Most of the people that moved to Florida are from the Northeast, New Jersey, New York are the main two, but you got Connecticut, you got some Massachusetts and you got some of those, you know, Delaware and Philip, Pennsylvania moved to Florida. That's been going on for decades. There's still a thousand people a day moving to the state of Florida. What Flo I've been saying this since 2012, because, you know, I was briefly involved in some local politics because, you know, I, that I went to school for this shit. I love politics. It's fucking great. I just, I'm not at that point where I want to read that far into it and, and do some Joe Ken shit. I'm not there yet. But what in my local election experience, I could extrapolate and, and kind of push out onto the greater Florida as a whole. If they didn't do something, the purple was going to be blue. And it was very fucking close in 2016 when Clinton ran against Trump. Very close. Now, now they've managed to go. There was a net positive Democrat registered voters in the state of Florida compared to Republicans. And now it's not. Now Republicans outnumber registered voters in, in the state of Florida over Democrats. And it's been very obvious as to why. Because most of the people in Central Florida down are Hispanic. What's popular amongst Hispanics? What do Hispanics hold dear? The fucking family. Some would the, say religion. And these the Catholic Church. Things, these are two things that are not exactly popular or hallmarks or planks that we need to be not fucking break from on the Democrat Party. And slowly they figured that out. Now, I'm not saying like you got to understand my uncle, who's no longer with us from New Jersey. Was. One of my favorite men on this earth to just talk life and politics to. And he was a hardcore Democrat. But he was a different type of Democrat. He's not. This dude grew up adopted in New Jersey in the 50s. Like he's a Democrat of Northeast. Like that's a totally different Democrat than compared to what we see that are the populist Democrats today. He was a, he's just a normal dude. Like, like that's why I say, like, if you go all the way back to the 60s and you look at JFK and that Democratic Party, that's the fucking Republicans today. Yep. That's what my uncle was. My uncle was a pure no bullshit. He just loved and wanted the best for people and his country. But he was a Democrat, right? Well, I mean, like... They're gone. So, I think the OG Democrats were exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And the new school Democrats are just trying to pander for vote votes. Right. And I was. Right. I, dude, I was a Democrat until I went to Iraq in 03. I hated George Bush. I hated his first term. I hated everything about him. I really did. I'm not lying. Like I voted for Obama the first time in 08. I didn't, I, I voted Republican ever since. And I think, so honestly, and this is 
maybe a very unpopular opinion. I think that the advent of Trump and what made him so attractive to so many people was he was completely out of the norm. Yes. Right? Right. He was, he wasn't in the machine. I was talking about that dude in 2012 on Twitter. And because he just said shit that everyone thought. Yes. And he he didn't have a a political name or a party attached to him. You were just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. He was a stream. Put a letter next to a name. It's like, oh, fuck. He was a stream of consciousness. Yes. Consciousness. Yep. Type guy. Great way of describing it. Great way. And what I'm not personally a Trump fan because of a lot of the shit that he said and what he did. One thing that made me a fan of him was when he told China, he was like, all right, cool. If you keep fucking with us, we will turn this entire thing into a smoking hole, right? And that's probably like FDR. No, no that's probably like Teddy Roosevelt politics yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Keep fucking with us and, you know, we'll yeah. fuck you over. And <clears throat> I think his blatant honesty and just having no filter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. A lot of people identified with that. Right. Yeah. And it was refreshing, but it, at some point, a lot of us were like, all right, bro, can you shut the fuck up for just like, <laughs> like three days? He had no self-awareness. No, no, no. And like, <clears throat> He did some great things and he did some shitty things. Um, but compared to who's in charge now, it's, it's not good, man. It's not good at all. It's night and fucking day. Like, give, like he was a dumbass. Trump was a dumbass, but he was our dumbass. Right. right? And, and that's what you want. Right. At the end of yeah. the day, it goes back to what you just said. Cause I was the same way with Obama. I'm like, look, man, it, I just want my fucking president to be all about the United States first and foremost. That's it. I don't care what party you are. At the end of the day, I, I get po- I get politic politics. I get campaigns. You 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 pander to your base, and then when it's time to to actually govern, you govern for everyone, right? Right. And what I loved about Trump is he was just like, we are all about this fucking country first and foremost, and that's it. And that's all you want from a president, right? And well, I don't get that anymore. And Everything you said about Trump, I agree with 100%. I do. Um, well, and I hate the, greatest... the fact that he's going to fucking run in 2024. I really hate that. I really do. He's going to. That's happening. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. 100% happening. Well, one of the greatest things that he did in his entire presidency was when they schwacked Soleimani. Yeah, he tweeted the American flag. Yeah, he threw up the set. <laughs> he's like, I... I loved it. I fucking loved it. And how could you not? If, and, and I don't care if you were a fucking offended as a Democrat or whatever, but if you knew what that evil Soleimani motherfucker did to all of us for years in the Middle East, in Iraq, fuck him and everything and every year that it took to finally kill that motherfucker. Fuck all of it. And when he threw up the American flag, dude, I, I just wanted to go out and do fucking backflips because that's what I want. My God, I wanted Obama. Every time Obama drone struck some fucking terrorist, I wish he did that rather than like, well, hey, hold on. Let me tell you why I do what I, I don't give a throw up the fucking set. 
America, <laughs> bitch. That's why I pushed the fucking button and you were in the fucking crosshairs and now you're gone. That's it. That's it. Because at the end of the day, when America wants to reach out and fucking touch someone, we still fucking can. And I don't care if there's a D next to your name or an R, we're going to push the button and touch you, motherfucker. And we're going to do it right. Exactly. Right. Not like all that right. evacuation shit we did where we did it all fucking wrong and killed 10 people for no reason. But anyway. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> sir. I need to grab another beer. I'll be right back. You go grab another beer because I got to get up. I got to talk about Texas. While I pour all right. You talk about Texas. I'm going to grab a beer. No, I need to talk about Texas when you get here. Go grab a oh, beer. It's fine. Okay. No, I got this. I'm going to pour. You go grab a beer. It's good. We're good. Everything's right. fine. Fired up today. Good times. Promise. Good times. Oh, man. Here we go. Ow. Oh, so look, I'm not stopping the conversation. I was, I was merely looking up something. So if you are watching and listening to this and you've made it to this point, well, hopefully you did. Um, Demp's refreshing on his adult beverages. I am apparent. I'm, I'm preparing to unload on the state of Texas because it's very important. Uh, it's important because of the history of the state in terms of the Republican Party, but it's also important in the state of the country because the country should never be just ruled by one party. Right? The best thing we've always done is kind of oscillate, you know, eight years here, eight years there. Let's get a good mix of everybody. And that's why I, I highlighted earlier in the, in the, the podcast the, the, the disparities between, you know, we haven't had a Republican governor in the state of California since 94. Look at there's Demp, he's back. We haven't had a mayor in the city of San Francisco that's been Republican since 1967, yeah. So these things are important. Okay. Because you want to constantly have uh, an injection of new ideas and not just a continuum of the same, because if you want to see what the continuum of the same looks like in the modern era, please just go back and look at the last 20 years of the global war on terrorism in the mighty fine country of Afghanistan. All right. That's what doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result exactly looks like. And that's called insanity. All right, anyway, so Demp's back. He's got his beverage. It doesn't look like it's a Bud Light, so he's back on the hard stuff. That's good. Demp and I are about to fucking get white boy wasted. Um, so, look, here, okay, so I talked about Florida. It's white boy summer. It is. We're almost there. I mean, it is here. It's going to be fucking 106 tomorrow or 102 tomorrow. Let me check this out. It is like 104 today. Yeah, look at this shit. I don't know if you can see that. 104 tomorrow in Napa. No, Tuesday. Wait, that's tomorrow, right? Yeah, 104. Napa. Oh, you bougie son of a bitch. Hey, bro. Haters gonna hate. Honestly, Napa, most of Napa, if you're not like a wine producer, <laughs> most of Napa is a pretty working class area. It's just fucking farmers and shit and uh, workers. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there's a lot of nice money and shit out here in Napa. But um, so, yeah, I already talked about Florida. So Texas, my second state. I hope I'm wrong. And I'm going to say this in the hopes that I'm wrong. 
but I'm going to declare it as if it's a decree and it will happen. And if I'm wrong, great, because I don't mind being wrong. But Beto O'Rourke is going to win Texas. And when he does, the state of Texas is going to vote Democrat. And the state of Texas is going to decide the 2024 election. And we're never going to have a fucking Republican president again. Because once Texas is gone, it's gone. Look at the trends of those are moving. Look at the cities, Austin specifically. The trends are outweighing the fucking history. And I don't want to hear about dude in eastern Texas who's got his fucking ranch and he lives there with all his fucking guns. He's still one vote. Most of those votes are moving to the city and they outnumber that poor guy out there. And Texas is too big population-wise to play fuck around and find out with. Well, all right. So to counter your point, last I saw, Beto was 18 to 19 points behind based mainly on the Hispanic vote. Okay. Because they... And I'm not being an asshole by saying they. That ties in with Florida. So this is a good sign. It's a good trend. They are not identifying with a Irishman LARPing as a. (laughs) For those who don't know what LARPing means, it's live action role playing, right? It's when you dress up and pretend to be. It's kind of like a cosplay, right? Yeah. The the dude is more white than I am. And really, he's larping. Even though you have an Irish like pen name, I guess on Twitter. <laughs> no, I have an Irish real name. I have apostrophes in my name. And I'm fucking Cajun dude in the world with a Demp McGee name. Like <laughs> that, that's actually a, that's actually a funny story. Oh yeah, so, we, but, we didn't get this. So let's let's hear what that. What's the meaning to this? All right, so <clears throat> being that I'm darker than Beto O'Rourke. Oh fucking Rourke. Can confirm. Um, <clears throat> so do you know what the orphan trains are? Vaguely. I'm gonna need a refresher. All right, so <clears throat> way back in the gap, all the East Coast big cities, so like New York, Philadelphia, Boston, all that, they were afflicted by little orphan fuckers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what they did, they put them all on trains. And brought them down south and you could sort of buy an orphan to be farm labor so that's how the dempsey's oh shit yeah so that's why a very very irish name um and that's how the dempsey's got to south louisiana and while saying that <clears throat> my grandfather did not speak the good English until he went to Korea in the Air Force. He spoke Cajun French. And uh, one of the things my grandfather would never, ever talk to us about was Korea. Mm. He just told us that it smells like shit. It's hot, it's cold, and it smells like shit. Can confirm. Everyone I've ever talked to about Korea has confirmed that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's how we got here um i'm i'm part native um my grandmother was a quarter wait no my grandmother my grandmother was a half my dad was a quarter so i'm an eighth um so like i'm the world's greatest mutt apparently most white I, people are it, it it really is like yeah and like <clears throat> See, I, try I just wish we would just embrace that. I wish we would stop trying to like pretend that we're some 
thing that we're not just hey look that's what the fuck we're a cornucopia of fucking intermixed dna let's yeah, just embrace like, it let's just move forward and be like hey <laughs> the the lines of purity that was left a long fucking time ago yeah all right exactly there's a lot of fuckery that happened like 200 <laughs> years ago just yeah. roll with it that's it and that's where we're at today and let's make the best of it but what's wild roll is tie. sir <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> Motherfucker. Go Wait, charge on UCF. What's up? Uh, oh, oh. Hey, UCF has beaten the state of. Or what the, about the Argonauts? The, you know, the, oh, you're beaten Alabama West Florida. Football. West Florida. No. Oh. <laughs> I Wait, paid for an University education West, there. Wait, no. University of West Florida is in the panhandle. University of North Florida is in Jacksonville, right? Is that how it works? I think. I think Wait. WF is Picola. Yeah, it's and, Pensacola. Pensacola also. Well, Tallahassee has Florida State, which no one cares about. Thank you, sir. I fucking hate Florida. I hate everything about Florida State. It's a fucking trash. Tallahassee's a dump. The school's a dump. The alumni. Well, my cousin did go there, but she get one got her master's. No, she got her master's there, but she got her bachelor's at UCF. So I don't hold it against her. The whole fuck, like the Panhandle of Florida is a. Never mind. It's trashy. Anyway, the Panhandle of Florida Alabama is what it is. Yeah. It's not the panhandle Florida. of Florida is like it's southern Alabama. Yes. It's an and extension. it's like that's it. Exactly. That's a highway to Louisiana. Yes. The I-10, and there you are. Yeah. I mean, like the two best things that ever come out of Florida and Texas were I-10. So I mean <laughs> <laughs> and I like Jacksonville. I was just there for a day over the, you know, I like Jacksonville. Jacksonville's cool. You know, you got the Atlantic on one side, you got the fucking St. John's River. You, it, it's it's a cool little spot. You got I-10 that'll take you right in the fucking Soul Attack HQ. I mean, <laughs> good times. No? All right. So we're talking shit on Florida now. So no, I'm talking that. shit about Texas and how they're going to be fucking. I know you're pointing out this Hispanic vote, which may be true because I feel like there's trends in this country, right? And the Hispanic population is not, it's not getting smaller. As he pours some fucking Tygene or whatever on his fucking beer can. It salt, is, sir. Beer salt. Look, funny story about beer salt. It may have been Tygene. It may have not. I think it was beer salt. So, okay. Oh, I'll never forget this shit. So we're at Fort Stewart. We got to Fort Stewart, I think, in December. It was right. So we went to Korea for my annual training in December of 2002. When we were coming back. We got to the airport in Japan, and I remember, I think it was Narita, that airport. I don't know. I don't know if that was in Tokyo or somewhere else. But anyway, um, my platoon sergeants at the time got like this word, like, yeah, you're getting mobilized. And I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. That's what I joined for. Fuck it, let's go. Uh, we were getting mobilized, and we were going to Fort Stewart. So we immediately reported to Fort Stewart. Well, we didn't have an XO at the time, which is an executive officer in our company. So Lieutenant Washington, bro, black female about my height. I'm six feet tall, about my height from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Lieutenant Washington, every night she's fucking out. You know, you you probably know this, right? Like when you're in the, because we didn't have one. So she was attached to us. Like when you're a new person. You talk about hazing, but it's not so much as hazing as it is endearing yourself to the people, right? You need to make relationships. You need to show that you're a part of this, especially her as, you know, tons of shit stacked against her. Black female, officer, 
trying to fucking get, you know, buy-in from all these fucking dudes, right? From the state of Florida. Because you already got, like, in the reserves especially, which I was in at the time, you're no longer just doing, you know, you versus active duty problems. You're you're fighting the fucking, oh, you're from Louisiana? Well, we're from all from fucking Florida. So you got regional conflicts going on. So anyway, oh, fuck, the Braves beat the Giants 2-1. to one. God damn it. Bro, and then the 256 luck. showed up. You bad luck, bro. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the big game at the time, especially it, it's it's always going to be a big game in uh, military circles, especially in the Army of Spades, right? Oh. So bro, you know, Washington. You play Spades? Oh, bro, it's fucking it's, it's our game. When are we going to play cards? <laughs> Say when. Say when. when. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, one night, so Lieutenant Washington. Um, which is one of the best things about her because here's how the army works. The army issues and gives you things. It's up to you to either accept them or make them better. Okay. I want you to understand that the army gives you things. It is up to you to accept them or make them better, which means using your ability to network. Sometimes you rank and sometimes bartering to improve your situation. What Lieutenant Washington was an expert at was improving her situations. (laughs) So Lieutenant Washington, after about two weeks of being there, was able to secure her own barracks. Her own barracks. I want you to understand that. Her own barracks. Now, we are at Fort Stewart in Hinesville, Georgia, preparing to go to Kuwait. And then whenever fucking Iraq took off at that point, at this point, all we know is we may go to Kuwait. We didn't know the invasion of Iraq was going to start. This is the end of December, 2002. Lieutenant Washington gets her own barracks. How? I don't know. So if you know, if you're familiar with Hinesville and Fort Stewart, you know that there is a World War II era concrete barrier or concrete barrack population. And that's where we were assigned. That's what she was able to secure as a female. Makes sense. Checks all the blocks. She did it. <laughs> so now spades tournaments every night are no longer in our barracks. They're in Lieutenant Washington spot. So I'm playing fucking spades with Lieutenant Washington one night and uh, I'm her partner. And she's looking at me. She's like, Skeet. Now you got to understand, Lieutenant Washington, this, this is the stereotypical. If you could imagine what a six foot tall fucking black woman from Louisiana looks like, it's her. All right. This is, you have to, I want you to craft this image in your head, whatever it is, that's it. And she's got the gold tooth and she's an officer in the United States army. She's smart as fuck, right? She went to LSU. She commissioned out of the LSU ROTC smart as fuck, but looks exactly how you're picturing her. She's got the fucking Jerry curl, dude. Like you couldn't make this shit up. So I loved her, loved her to death. She, cause she, she took that anyway. So we're playing spades and she pulls out her beer and all of a sudden she's like, ski, throw this on your thumb. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Exactly what you just pulled out. The fucking beer salt. The first time I ever saw beer salt in my life. Throw some beer salt on my thumb, licked it, threw that fucking beer down. And this is at the era we were still drinking. Oh, we were drinking eight balls. We were drinking old English 800 from fucking Hinesville going off base because they didn't sell it in the px at the fucking shop at when we go to the liquor store right outside post and get some eight balls that's what we did Dem. that's how we rolled now there's a there's 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 a not a happy ending to this story i say this story because 
this is every army unit in every fucking probably ever when it comes to PT. We are a week away from deploying. At this point, we know we're going to Kuwait. At this point, we've heard all the rumblings that we're probably going to invade Afghanistan. So this is end of January. We get a massive fucking rainstorm on Fort Stewart. The very next day, they want to do flag football for PT. Let's say that again. We get a massive rainstorm. We're going to do flag football for PT a week from deploying to Kuwait. We lose not one, not two, not three, four soldiers in that game. Four. Sergeant Vosky tears an ACL. Fucking, oh God, what's her name? It's staring at me in the face. She breaks a finger. The other female, she fucking breaks an ankle. And then Lieutenant Washington, she tears an ACL and an MCL and not one, but both knees. Jesus Christ. Fucked. Absolutely fucked. She is non-deployable. Gone. Never saw her again. Never in my life saw her again. But for those three fucking, well, about four weeks, one of the most fun fucking endearing individuals I ever met in my life. Like a total fucking character, like. Loved her to death, and she was all about us. She, she fucking looked out for us nonstop. She was a great fucking leader. If we would have deployed with her, we would have had a lot of fucking fun because she would have took care of us. And it sucks that I never got to see her again, and she hurt like that, but well, it, so, that was 20 fucking years ago. Twenty, You don't forget that shit, man. You don't forget genuine people, and you don't forget good leaders in anything. No. In anything. In anything. That so, has to be the Army. You don't forget it. So here's, here's my thing about being a leader. Um, technically, I'm second in command. Mm-hmm. so to speak so i'm the exo blah 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 don't salute me dickhead Double um, salute. it's like math <laughs> so <clears throat> my thing about being a leader is that if you need to rest you can rest i'll take the watch i'll, I'll take care of shit yeah you can eat before me you can go take a shower before me. That's part of being a leader to me. Yeah. Um, the the whole thing about like, well, creature comforts. No, that's not for me. That's that's for y'all. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. We get something to eat. Go take a shower. Go lay down. I got you. I'll take care of it until you can get up. And I think a lot of that has been lost, just like you're talking about Miss Washington. Mm -hmm. And I have no doubt that she would have done anything in the world for y'all. 100%. And that needs to come back. Because, I mean, like, that kind of there. It's just not there on a grand scale, I would say. It's there. Well, I I mean, like, you see it because yeah. you're still in. Um, I don't see it anymore where I'm at. And but that's where the burden's on you, man. Because you got to mm-hmm. take some fucking young dude or girl and be like, look. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, like they, yeah, they only well, know what you fucking teach them. And I still well, this in my office. I've got I've got dude. I got a dude who I think could do a million fucking great things in the world. He doesn't, he, he doesn't want to. He's got the personality for it. He's got the charisma. 
people love him. But his motivation and all that shit is well, like, doesn't exist, be, man. He, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be perfect. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, I have a horrible, horrible personality when it comes to like the general public and new guys, right? Yeah. Because frankly, you're retarded and you're a burden. Um. One thing I've tried to get better at over the years is being more accepting of taking guys on and training them and doing all yeah. that shit. Because, I mean, that's, that's growth on all of our parts, right? right? And just like you're talking about, I see some of these young guys that are incredibly fucking smart. Not even guys. I see some of these. We get a lot of, we get a lot of chicks now. Mm-hmm. offshore incredibly smart way more educated than i am but they and it's not a knock on them because they weren't brought up like like that they don't want to get dirty but yeah and that's your job like that's part of the job description yeah the closer to the wellhead you can be the harder you are to get rid of so if you want to make 45 dollars an hour be next to that fucking wellhead. Right. Right. And <clears throat> it's it's a very, very real thing. And one of the consequences and side effects of our new educational class is a lot of people are like, well, I have a degree and you don't. So I'm better than you. Well, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think we went through this already in the army. I think we went through this in every major industry. Yeah, to be to be honest, experience is the only thing that matters at the end of the day. It 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 really does, bro. I mean, like, and I'm not trying to harp on it or be like be an asshole. How dumb would it be, bro? If I showed up to you and I'm like, you know what, bro? I want to. I'm going to try this. I have a master's degree. Does that somehow make me automatically like, oh shit, I'm smarter than fucking Deb. Dude, I don't know what the first fucking thing to do if you put me on a platform next to you would be to do. I'd be like, get I the fuck away from my wellhead. Right. I just don't want to die, probably. And I need to learn what the fuck I should do. Like, your fucking degrees and all that shit on your wall, it doesn't mean anything when it comes down to those types of jobs. Like, it's meaningless. Like, your, I, your, your whole job is to be a sponge and learn from the fucking people around you. That's it. I've legitimately known guys that could not read and write. They don't need to. They just but, need to perform, right? But were the best you've exactly. ever seen at their job. Yeah. They got oil out of the ground. Yeah. They would legit come to us and be like, hey, I need you to sign my paperwork. All right, cool. And a lot of people look down on shit like that now. And that that's a fucking shame because it's like it's you're discounting lived knowledge that's because real, that, but that's real privilege bro right there like when people take for granted the worker this is what i talked about with the fucking zoom economy that we're in right now when people take for granted the individual who makes their actual life possible that's when we're fucked 
And that's yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, my parents taught me this. You don't, you don't, this, like, it goes back to, think about it, right? You take care of the people who take care of you. Who are those people in society? Your server, your hotel staff, things along those lines, right? You take care of the people who take care of you. That's what most people recognize up in, without putting thought into it before like, oh shit, maybe there's some other things. Yes. But what people, you take care of your servers, you take care of the fucking hotels if you stay at them. These are people who make your life better. They do exactly. things for you so you don't have to. And that's where we're at in this country right now. We no longer, we only see that. We don't see the fucking oil man. We don't see all the other things that go into making the fucking comforts of our life. The garbage man, like all those things that people take for granted. We don't see that and we don't acknowledge and respect what its actual role in society is. And I would argue it's a hell of a lot more important than that fucking dude who's got to sit on three Zoom meetings a fucking day because he's the program manager for whatever the fuck he's the program manager for. Bro, you can't come fix my plumbing over a Zoom meeting. Exactly. Okay, you're plumber. Let's talk about that motherfucker. Bro, plumbers make bank. Of course they do. It's a real job. Real jobs make bank still in this country, right? Real jobs will always make bank. The other ones, the Zoom economy, you're just hoping you get one of those jobs. But if you have, but, you have but the other ones, here's, here's you don't the dichotomy. Have to because you here's have a di- here's a dichotomy though. So like, you have the lettered class that went to Harvard, went to Yale. Yeah. All right. So cool. They have an MBA. They have a degree. They have all this shit. I will keep it 100% real with you. I fucking quit high school to go to work. Yeah. I have a GED. No, I know. I remember you told me this before. Yeah. And you told me this. they look down on people like me because I'm not educated in their words. Well, cool. Okay. They can't do your have job, fun. can they? Can they do your have- job? Have fun with your fuel pump on the side of the fucking highway. Right. Because exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hope you got AAA, bitch. Dude, but that's my point where I come from the world that I left with fucking recruiting. We've put all these arbitrary standards in on shit. And it's like you as a GED holder, do you know what that do you know what that automatically inhibits you from ever getting? Say what? you wanted to join, right? You have a right. GED. That's the bare minimum. But because you have a GED, you can get a perfect score on the ASVAB. You don't get to have a bonus. You know why? Because you don't have a high school diploma. You have a GED. Get the fuck out of here. That's a true story. We have so many dumb, arbitrary fucking qualifications for people to serve this fucking country. It blows my mind. I have contended since I got into this fucking world, and I'm going to go do it tomorrow when I get to my last quarterly training before I'm out. Please tell me a logical reason why someone who can come into my office Pass the ASVAB, but cannot join because they dropped out of high school and they so, don't have a GED. So, Tell so, me that. so the test is the ASVAB. If they can pass yeah. that test, but they don't have a high school diploma or a GED, they cannot join and serve this country. They can't go die for their fucking country. Not allowed. So you're telling me right now that so I have 16 years as a medic, right? I mean, a fucking thing, dude. You have a GED. So I couldn't be a whiskey? No, you go qualify for it if you have the ASVAB score. What I'm saying is you as a GET holder specifically, the way bonuses work, so the ASVAB score is a percentile score, right? It's 1 to 99. If you get a 50 or above, you qualify for, bo- for bonuses as long as you have a high school diploma or a college degree. If you have a GED and you get a fucking 99, 
Well, because you don't have a high school diploma as your primary source document, you don't qualify for bonuses. You're a tier Bravo, which means you only qualify to join. You don't get a bonus. unless That is fucking retarded, dude. That's the United States Army. I can't speak for other branches and I won't, but that's you're 100% right. Please tell me why someone who can walk in and prove that they are trainable from an aptitude standpoint on the ASVAB, that's all it is. It's a fucking high school and math test, English and math test to prove that you can be trained. Tell me why someone who fucking can do whatever score above a 50 without those high school diploma or a GED, tell me why that person shouldn't be able to still get a bonus because they don't have a piece of paper. It's a piece of fucking paper. You could go be the next fucking Audie Murphy. But no, you're not allowed actually because you don't qualify. Like that's what we're doing in this country right now. And dude, if you want to talk recruiting, it's not just the army, it's every branch. We are so far away from making our fucking recruiting goals this year. It's laughable. Well, like there's a very so- on, there's a very honest and, and actual reason. There's a very honest and actual reason. We've already identified it. Do you think you're going to see those commercials though on TV? No, you're going to keep seeing the fucking, my mom has two, I have two mom commercials. You're not going to see the fact that the people we have demonized for two fucking years in this country since the George Floyd killing, that the overwhelming, the overwhelming population from that part of the country, the Southeast is no longer joining the military for a very (laughs) obvious reason. You've demonized them. You've made them feel like they're no longer a part of this country. Well, they've stopped joining. That fucking well, MMA I mean, fighter from Arkansas, he hit it 100% on the head. I'm not going to fucking Ukraine to die for this country, but I will die in my, I will put, I will dig my boots in the fucking dirt of Arkansas and die for this land and my family. That's well, I mean, where we're at, bro. People don't I mean, want to die for this country. They want to die for themselves. I mean, look at all the skills that. So I'm not picking on the army. No, it, it, none of that bothers me. You know that. It doesn't bother me. Look at all the skills you're missing out on. I mean, like, I know that. I, so I you have guys that have been medics for 10, 15 years. You have guys yep. that have been mechanics that can automatically go 88. You yep. have guys that know how to run comms. You have all these guys. But no, they didn't graduate high school. If they don't have a GED, they ain't joining. That's, that's the bare minimum. It's fucking that's, stupid. It's oh. fucked up, bro. So hot, dude, dude, I will, I, I, I will I, dig my, I will go out on my last fucking interaction with my fucking <clears throat> battalion commander on Thursday to this day, still saying the same shit I said six years ago when I got here. This is dumb. So it's dumb. I will tell you a personal anecdote and you take it how you want it. So when me and my first wife start, started having problems, I went and talked to a recruiter. I was still in my twenties. I've been been a medic for a while. I was like, "All right, so what are we talking about?" He's like, "Bro, let me see your certifications." Yep. I was like, "All right." Slid them across the desk. He's like, "Dude, we can give you like eighty thousand dollars right now to go." I'm like, "All right, cool. Give me the paperwork." He's like, "Whoa, let me see your uh." Diploma. I was like, I don't have one. And this is during the height of was it surge? Yes. Oh wait, yeah, okay. He's like, Yeah, your bonus just just dropped. And I was like, All right, cool. I ain't going, bro. Mm-hmm. And like for 
this this might sound very stupid to you and other people that are in, but for the military to discount people like us is no, I, I'm your advocate, bro. I hate it. how we recruit. I absolutely hate it. I despise it with every ounce of me because it's stupid. This is what we're only talking about, bro. Is the is the aptitude way of qualifying getting through MEPS and their medical qualification is a whole other fucking aspect that I could sit here and rant on for fucking 18 more hours. We're not going to do that because that's the dumbest shit, but no, you're hundred percent. Right. Like, unless you have the proper fucking certification as a medic, right. As an EMT certified or whatever. Um, and then unless you're not walking in with a fucking a GED at a minimum, it doesn't matter. And that's, and that's I, I've up. argued this for multiple people. Now, there's plenty of people. Don't get me wrong. There's another end of the spectrum, you know, where I recruited from. I'm in the middle. I am in the. I am in the definition of a dichotomy, right? I am in the middle of Benicia, California, which is probably out of 220 cities that report crime stats. It's probably the fifth safest in the entire state of California. It's a beautiful area. It's a fucking incredible place. I would love to live there. It was actually the capital for about one year in 1868 to 1869. Absolutely beautiful. Grant, when he was a captain, was stationed out here in Benicia, built the first gardens with his soldiers. They still live to this day. Ten minutes to the west, there's Vallejo, California, one of the most violent places in this fucking country, let alone this state. You do not want to hang out in Vallejo, bro. You don't. These are ten minutes apart. My office is right in the middle. People in Benicia, they don't join the Army. They join the Air Force if they do anything. And the only ones that do join... It ain't because of all the benefits they do that you offers from the military. They join because they just want some fucking excitement. Vallejo is the only way these kids got out. This is the only out they have. You know what the problem is? They'll walk into my fucking office with a 3.5 or a 4.0 GPA because the school district in Vallejo has pushed them through since elementary. And they can't get bored. They can't get above a fucking five on the fucking practice ASVAB, bro. They can't spell their name. And they don't know oh, how to study, Jesus so they can't stu- they don't they don't know how to study, so they don't improve on the ASVAB. You need a th- I told you before it's a percentile, one to ninety-nine. Yeah. You need a 31 to qualify in the army. I got dudes who walk into my office day in and day out because Vallejo High School is still the primary school that we recruit from that puts the most people in out of my schools. The most of them that walk into the office, they don't get above a 10 on the practice. Telling them to study, they don't know how. They've never been taught. These kids have been given up on since they started kindergarten, man. This is the worst of the worst. Like, this is when you think of the hood, whoever's listening to this, that is Vallejo. That is Vallejo High School. And then, like I said, 10 minutes to the east, Venetia High School. Total opposite. These kids could sit there with, they could go, they could take the ASVAB asleep and pass it, but they're not going to join. So think about who's joining your military. I want you to, I want people to literally think about who's joining your military. And then think about the people whose only option to get out of that fucking environment, they can't qualify. It's very rare. Now we get people from Vallejo's high school that don't get me wrong. We, we get a lot of people that join from that area, but for the most part, that's those kids' only way out, man. Otherwise, they're, they're going to live and die in Vallejo. Most of them are going to die before they're fucking 50. That's just true. It's horrible, man. It is. But that's California, man. That's why I don't want people sitting around thinking like, oh, California's just fucking L.A. and San Francisco. No, there's a lot of fucking 
bullshit in this fucking state. And it's hard for the average person in this state. It's very hard. Unless you are a millionaire. Unless you are a millionaire. And you can't say that in any other state. Because if you make two, $300,000 in the state of California, that's a lot of money everywhere else. You are barely middle class in this fucking state. You really are. Because that's how expensive it is to live here. And that's how sucking that that's just how everything that's going on out in this fucking state outside of the Bay Area is. Damn, man. It, it's just truth, bro. It's what we do on this fucking show. <laughs> I hear you. All right, let's talk some positivity. All right, let's all right, do let, let's be positive for a few minutes. Tell me about Farmageddon, bro. Like you've been doing all this Farmageddon stuff. You've done some bunkhouse shit with Braxton. How like what do you see there? What is it? What's that like? What's so uh, I've been involved with uh, Farmageddon for a couple of years. What is that? Because I, I feel like that started on Twitter. Did it start on Twitter? Um, I'm not an OG uh, Farmageddon guy. I've only been involved a couple of years, but it's the unofficial rifleman's ball. <laughs> I like that. The unofficial rifleman's ball. So it. It's just a bunch of guys and girls that get together and we shoot and have fun. <clears throat> Might get a little bit tipsy at night. As you should. But everything is cool. Everything is safe. Um, some of the only people that I would turn my kid loose with and feel completely comfortable because yeah. that that literally fucking happened. That's pretty cool. I mean, Many of them was running around and everybody was like, no, he's cool. He's fine. <laughs> um, the stuff I do for Braxton is um, just kind of stuff I do for Braxton. Uh, I teach medical. Um, I teach trauma and first aid and all that shit. And uh, we're looking at expanding that and doing more with it if things allow that. Um, I know money's tight with everybody right now. And um, of course it's cost money. Yeah. I mean, like we can't do this for free. Um, we try to be fair about it and I can't speak for Braxton. Um, he's in charge of it. Um, but I will never not teach if right. somebody wants to. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I'm not going to say, nah, you don't have the money for this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to teach you how to save, save somebody's life. Right. That, right, right. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> Farmageddon is really legit. Um, almost got indeed <laughs> this year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, hey, that shit happens every fucking month at the army ranges, so don't feel like it's. <laughs> well, like everybody, so one one of our mutuals. I'm not going to mention for those who don't know. That's a negligent discharge. All right. That, yeah, that's what, that's what that means. One of our mutuals who is coming <laughs> to his name. Yeah, I'm not going to mention his name. So oh, we were the we only narrowed it down. We narrowed down the gender. It's a he. Yeah, we were the only on, only ones wearing armor. Uh oh. And and everybody's like, well, why are 
why are you wearing armor on the pistol range? When that round cooked off, I was like, this is fucking why. This right here. <laughs> but like, we turned it into a learning opportunity. And um, you should. That's good. That's good, man. As you should. You and know, we, people already feel shitty enough about it, right? So what's what can we learn from? Yeah, like I'm not. It was, it was a kid. Shit happens, right? Yeah. Um, taught her how to run a pistol. Showed her little brother how to run a pistol. And um, it is what it was. I'm not gonna make yeah. a big deal about it. But yes, that's why I wear armor on the range. See, and you know, the, the thing is like going back to when Braxton started this shit, I'm like, look, man, if you need me to come and do a, a whiskey class and a tasting, let me know. And he was just like, LOL, cool, bro. Never heard from him. I'm saying this would be fucking cool as shit to do there because most people don't know what the fuck they're doing with bourbon. I'm just here to help. You know, I'm here to spread the knowledge as well. But that would be cool, I think. But I, I'm not here to fucking impose myself. If, if my services are needed, they know where to find me. You know? Yeah. Like, and I also did say, like, hey, maybe I need to show up at one of these next Farmageddon's and fucking do PT because. Well, dude. <laughs> All you had to do was holler at me. You could have stayed in the fucking camper. Because <laughs> I brought the camper. But normally it's in Georgia. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. This year it was down here in Natchitoches. And uh, I brought the camper up. Old lady and the boy came up. They all played. Everybody had a great time. You got hookups for the camper? Because I might have to steal my parents next year in Tennessee. Bring it down. No, you don't have any hookups. I have many hookups, sir. No, I, I don't mean uh, you. I mean at the fucking wherever you guys did it. The, the, you having something doesn't mean anybody else has something. There's a difference. I'm I will, sim- I, I will okay. simply bring a generator. That's, uh, that's too much work. It's literally what I did this year. I'm very pampered. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm the look at this. Look at this perpetual sunshine. This is all sunshine. This is not lights. Well, wait, actually, that's yeah, I should turn it off. Whatever. It's almost 10 o'clock. How do you still have sunshine? We don't the sunset doesn't happen until 831, bro. Come to California. We have the best sunsets in the world. It's a true story. It's seven. Look, check it out. No, damn, I have to turn the camera. I don't want to do that. If you're inviting me to California, I'll come to California. You're always invited. You want to come to Napa? We'll take Demp to go fucking do some wine tasting up in the valley. We'll hit all of them, man. You love the valley, bro. It's so beautiful out here. It really is. But we have to trade off. You have to come to South Louisiana. Look, I'm, I'm being bribed. Not bribed, but I'm being, like, thrown... Because we're looking for a house, right? So we're trying to get back east, and I'm getting thrown a ton of houses in New Orleans, which I really don't want to live in. No, you know, we we might be neighbors at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like I said yesterday, I don't want to live in New Orleans. I grew up in Florida. I don't want to fucking go through another hurricane, and I definitely don't want to do it in the state of Louisiana. I just don't. It's pretty awesome because, like, not, guys like me, guys like me story. will show, guys like me will show up. With cold beer and MREs, and be yeah, like, I know there's a lot of glamour involved with living in New Orleans, but you know what? It's not the glamour I want. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? I just don't want that. I don't, I don't want to live in New Orleans. I want to live anywhere else, but um, 
By all means, while I'm still out here in the state of California, you, you are more than welcome to visit at any time. Take you to a Giants game in San Francisco. Fucking, we'll go up to Tahoe two and a half hours. You can see some cool ass mountains in the lake. You know, there, there's lakes in Louisiana, but they're not like Lake Tahoe. All right. They're just not. I know ours have alligators and cottonmouths. We don't have none of that shit. You just jump in wherever <laughs> you want. We got swimming holes off the side of the road I used to jump into in Roseville, California all the time. I'm like, what the fuck? Y'all just do this shit? I'm like, yeah, there ain't nothing in here. I'm like, what? I do that in Florida. I'm getting fucking amoebas. I'm getting bit by a snake. And then a gator's going to finish me off and drag me under. Like, you don't have to worry about that in California, man. It's fucking, it's great. We just need to figure out a way to fucking usurp the government and bring us like Ron DeSantis over here. And then the state of California would be perfect. It would be. Florida is too dangerous, right? And the government matches. California (laughs) is too safe. And the government goes the opposite way. That's what the problem is. Like they make it hard for you. But like the state of California, so Northern California, especially, dude, it's the most beautiful place in the world. It really is. Outside well, of maybe the, the mountains of Bagram, Afghanistan, I will, I will say is one of the probably the top five most beautiful places I've ever been in the winter when there's snow. There's only one place in my life that when I rolled the windows down, when I came home and it smelled like home and that was South Louisiana. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Because <laughs> it smelled Louisiana. like fucking home, bro. All right. What, what part of South Louisiana? What's what's what what's where do you? What's down there? So I, I live pour, in. As I pour my fifteenth glass, you see that? That's this see is a that. full bottle. We're going. But I'm normal. So, this is normal for me. I told you. I told you on the text earlier. Like I, I run with. I'm used to drinking three, four bottles of wine a night. This is nothing. We're good. Let's go. No, I live in Lafayette. Lafayette Lee. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's a different Lafayette. Um, I know. It is. But the only Lafayette I, I know and recognize is Lafayette, Louisiana. So. And you're a good man because of that. <laughs> Some would say the best man. Yes. So <laughs> Lafayette is the biggest, smallest town you've ever been to. So like, okay. if you want to go have like legit Cajun food or go cut up or go dance or go do whatever, you can do all that shit here and be 10 minutes away from the house. So if I was going to try and compromise and say, I'm not going to live in New Orleans, but if you want to live in Louisiana, we can look at Lafayette. That would be a spot. Yes. Um, I would suggest like Youngsville. Needs, she needs a city. Oh, well, Youngsville, Carrico, Opelousas. That's all within like 30 minutes of Lafayette. I'm talking like walking distance to a city. Yeah, we don't walk here. That's for hobos. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, man, well, I'm not going to fucking New Orleans. I don't want to. I just want to live in my. I just want to be on the top of that mountain over there that you can't see and just be left alone. That's yeah. We don't my life. So we don't have mountains here. The yeah, highest point. In, I, like I'm from Florida, brother. <laughs> such the highest point in Louisiana is Mount Driscoll, and it's like 535 feet high, yeah. and that's a mountain for us. Yeah, that's. That's not even a hill out here, bro. That's like a that's a mound. I hope you get stationed at Polk. All right. So I didn't ever got stationed at Polk, but I did go to my before it was B well, before it was WLC, which is War Leaders Course, the primary leadership development course I went to at Camp Bogard just outside of Florida. Beauregard? 
Bogart. Yep. And the airport was about the size of my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it's got literal gates that you open up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Camp Bogart, where the squirrel wars. We used to sit and watch the squirrel wars from our fucking classroom. The red squirrels and the gray squirrels just fucking at war with each other. Which so I really admired the gray squirrels because they were so at a size disadvantage from the red squirrels. Like, I don't know what the fucking red squirrels eat, but those side things were like cats. And then the little gray squirrels, which is like every squirrel you see in the United States, they're just like, man, fuck it. We'll send three of us at one time towards those fuckers. Like, it was, well, a, it was a good conflict. The red squirrels are technically fox squirrels. And that's why they're so big. And the gray squirrels are cat squirrels. And that's why they're hoes. <laughs> look i have two cats you will not insult my loving creatures all right i will not i will not stand for this slander i will fight you over my cats like you know what i'll hold a grudge too like a woman i will cancel my flight to california right now all right <laughs> no you should come we, we'd have a great time we'll, we'll do san francisco we'll fucking we'll do napa it's step and poop in my front yard Right. No, there's no poop where I would take you. I mean, if you want to go through the slums of San Francisco, we can, but I'm going to take you to the nice parts, bro. I respect you too much. <laughs> <laughs> Napa, you'd really like, I think, because you get, I think you appreciate the outdoors and you appreciate the, the fucking, the, the hard work that goes into making wine as well. So it, it, it's really cool out here. I just wish we had a different government, like I said, but it is what it is. I agree. I agree. This has been a very interesting conversation. We've covered a multitude of topics. We have. You ready to wrap this shit up, or you just you want to you want to flip the top on another thing and just keep going? I mean, I, I'm I'm here all night. This is early for me. You, on the other hand, you're on the wrong time zone. So yeah, it's like 2200 here. 1954 here, my friend. And I don't know if you know this or not. I still got all this left. But you know, if you need to get to bed, I respect your your needs as a, an, an elder statesman as you are older than me so have you seen my fucking beard eric dcl is white look at mine i gotta shave tomorrow but look at this nice and dark I'm, you're very stressed for your age bro like i'm you have a hard job i don't <laughs> but yeah i think that's what it is like when it comes down to like beard color i think it's very reflective of the individual's job and for the last six years, I've just taken care of my dudes and, and thrown middle fingers to everybody telling me things that I need to do, and I don't pay attention to it. So I don't get any gray hair. I'm just cool. I'm just like, when I leave the office, I don't think about it. I turn my phone off. You, on the other hand, like, shit, I got to figure out how to take this oil out of the ground as safely and as... <laughs> Do you think for a second I've had to worry about that over the last six years? Not one bit, man. Like you, your stress level is reflected in your beard and mine is reflected in mine. And that's why I'm just going to sit here and drink bourbon the rest of the night. And it's going to be all good. And that's why I love you. That's why I love you more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's Demp McGee. If you're on Twitter, is it Demp still? Did you change yeah. it? Yeah. No, Demp I just McGee. delete all my tweets every day. Well, I have that app that deletes them like every every two weeks, I think it is. Something like that. I don't know what the fuck it is. All right. Let me get to this. 
Yeah. Like it's funny. Every time Demp tweets about me, I gain like a hundred followers. So I, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it is, it's at Demp McGee, Mick McGee. That's it's at Demp McGee on Twitter. Um, he does a lot of shit. He's got soul attack, right? Yes, sir. Which is the, uh, south louisiana tactical because if you remember the first time we talked if you put tactical in a company it just sounds cool as fuck um what's the website for that though solatech.com solatech.com and uh, i know you're fighting with fucking issues in terms of supply and all but if someone if if someone listens to this and they go on solatech.com and they're like i want that piece of kit how long am i still going to get it in seven to 14 days or are we going to have some issues if we cannot get it to you within seven or 14 days, we will email you and explain exactly why. That's cool. Um, okay. And you yeah. know what I wanted to mention to you? I told you on the last time I bought one of those, I literally used everything in it. What the fuck did you use? <laughs> All right. Two reasons. The first one, um, this is kind of embarrassing, but what we do here is tell the truth. All right. For the longest time, I'm, I'm talking about going like 10 years. No, it's more. Yeah, it's probably more. So when I was a drill sergeant at Fort Benning, this was 2009 to 2010. Uh, I don't know how I did it, but I fucked my big toe up on my left foot. Like there was like a fungus thing, like the big toe just kind of like the toenail just kind of gradually disappeared on the right side of the toe so i had like half a toenail i play softball every week right and i dove for a ball and i remember like catching my foot in the ground now this is where the story gets great it's a few weeks later i remember like oh shit that hurt my, my toes fucking stubbed it looks like i kind of lifted the toenail a bit well, I'm in the bathroom and the wife, I don't know how it happened. I don't even know how, I don't even know how to explain this, but she did something. And when she did what she did, I fell over and the fucking toenail ripped off. So my big toenail on my left foot completely ripped apart, ripped off. It's off. It's gone. And there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, quick. Grab the soul attack. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's just sitting here in this like constant like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I know you're sorry. Just I need the fucking thing. I, it doesn't matter. Like the blood is here. The Give me gauze, woman. Yeah, get that. So I use <laughs> it for that. And then the other time I really used it was like, Man, I was chopping something so fucking quick and fast. I sliced damn near half my fucking thumb off. And I used it for that. Which I almost think like your kit was bad luck because literally like the entire 39 years of my life before I ordered that, I was fine. I order your kit. I have two traumatizing bloodletting events to where if I didn't have the soul attack kit, I'd have, I'd have bled out. How so dare is, you, what sir? What exactly are you selling, bro? What are you putting in there? Like, are Look, you putting in some fucking soul South Louisiana voodoo? Like, because I, 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 that's a thing apparently in Louisiana. Is that a voodoo? Did you just do some voodoo shit? 
I don't want that shit coming to the screen, bro. I, I don't want it. I, I just did some voodoo shit. <laughs> like Happy Gilmore, harness the good energy, block the bad. Harness That's it. good, block bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that voodoo shit coming through here. <laughs> we should have talked voodoo. We didn't talk voodoo. Next time? Yeah, next time, man. Like, because that shit that fascinates me. That fucking voodoo thing, like the Haitians in South Florida, the fucking voodoo with the fucking Creole and, and Louisiana. Like, it's some real crazy shit. It'd be like that. Yeah, but it's also real, and that's what fucking worries me. That's why I'm not moving to New Orleans. I'm not doing it. I'm not, so, I'm fucking not doing it. So my grandmother was a traiteur, which is a healer. Oh. And One that was married to your dad who went to Korea? Or your grandfather? Yeah. So she was a traiteur, and she could do, like, some super magic shit and we didn't go to the doctor a lot. I'll put it like that. <laughs> Too expensive. I just do some. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, all right, so cool. And she'd go out in the yard and fix some shit and be like, all right, cool. We got this. I'd be like, all right, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to talk about that next time. We definitely need to have it next time. All right, we'll do that. Um, I do appreciate all your time. I know it's late out there. Uh, I know we had some uh, scheduling snafus because uh, it's not your fault. It's mine. I'm not a very smart man. I, I only recognize two time zones in this country, and that's the Western and the Eastern, and I totally neglect the other two that are in between that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's why uh, I asked you earlier and you were like, wait, we're going now? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's like fucking eight minutes. What do you mean we're going now? Of course we're going. And that's why well, we were wrong. Well, you told me 20. You're right. I and just, you hit me at 19. I was an idiot. I'm a bad person. You are, are a bad still, person, Eric. Why are we focusing on the past? Can we move forward? I mean. Only under the moonlight. <laughs> well, so, look. Oh, I can't. Do no, no, no. There's no moonlight where you are right now. No, you know what? You're getting it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> You're gonna get it because I know you need it. Look, check that out. You see that? Those are mountains out there, and it's nice and sunny. Look at this. There we go. All right. I don't even know how that's gonna end up, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Oh shit, that looks good. Fuck yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, plenty of sunlight out there. I might go jump in the hot tub down while you go to bed. So. Step to that, homeboy. Oh, okay. Holla. I'll go take a hot bath and watch some Pornhub. So. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you booked that ticket. Come on out to San Francisco. We'll, we'll go do Napa. We'll do some good things, man. But uh, I appreciate your time. You can follow Demp at Demp McGee. You can follow me at Eric TWBB. And then please, by all means, go buy yourself a bottle of Redwood Empire Pipe Dream. Demp's probably got a pipe dream as well when it comes to bourbon. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, that's all we'll see you and this will be up at some point because this is a very long episode it's going to take tons of hours to upload which is good you have a big following so yeah anyway all right. how do you no not yet we'll get there all right buddy thanks again right. man love you bro love you more